93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. It is Friday. It is April 19th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the Aston Township Fire Department's Spring Carnival has been permanently shut down after a brawl broke out Thursday night. Police said towards the end of the night at the Delaware County Carnival around 9.30, a large crowd started to gather and several fights broke out. According to police, there were initial reports of possible shots being fired and guns pulled, but those reports proved to be unfounded. Officers at the scene on the 2900 block of Dutton Mill Road called for assistance from multiple police departments for crowd control. They broke up the crowds and several people were arrested. I was looking on uh, ABC, the story this morning. Yeah, did you see yeah. the overhead shots yes, of I it? did. Yeah. I mean, like a huge line of cop cars. They called out. That's a way to run a carnival. I know. Several departments yeah. came out to help with the crowd control. I guess, they, what about I guess, the wonderful games of chance? Well, I guess they been they've been having issues for a few years. Oh, have they? Is it the word? Yeah, Yeah, so Sean Joyce, president of the Aston Township Fire Department, issued a statement Thursday night apologizing for the the events. We would like to apologize to the residents of Aston as well as the surrounding community for the unfortunate events that transpired this evening at our 2019 Spring Carnival, which was once a local family tradition has turned into a landing spot for out-of-town troublemakers. In an effort to maintain the great relationship we have worked so hard to develop with the residents of Aston, we have collectively made the decision to shut down the carnival permanently. Wow. Maybe the whole issue, though, is something that they started years ago. You know, the shoot out the Red Star thing? They allowed you to use your own guns. <laughs> your real oh, and that Bring was, your yeah. own gun <laughs> for that. that. That probably set the foundation for a little bit of trouble. Yeah. The carnival, a town tradition, is one of the biggest fundraisers for the Aston Fire Department, but it's no longer. They're saying permanently this is over. I always loved fire department carnivals. The, the, yeah. the, the East Northport Fire uh, Department's carnival was something we do every summer. It was a blast. Oh, ours, was the, ours wasn't a uh, fire department. Department, it was the church. It was St. Mike's Carnival uh, or St. Mike's Fair, sorry, uh, which I, I think still happens. I think Pancake still goes to it every year with his kids. There was one that we would go to when I lived in uh, Glen Mills, and I forgot what church it was. Uh, the church of what's happened? <laughs> no, but it, the, the carnival had been going on for over 90 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. That's one, remember, where I, I, I would just. I'm, I, I didn't grow up Catholic. My wife is Catholic, and I was just introduced some of the things, and I, and I showed up, and we're going to a church carnival, whatever. Dude, there was beer and gambling. Like, yes! I mean, I found my this. religion. Straight up five-card <laughs> stud. We were playing for money while getting drunk at the church. Yeah, what silly. else could you ask for? And you know, the cool part was that every year you get to keep in touch with the convicts that would travel through town. Yeah. <laughs> so a malfunctioning meat smoker inside Reading Terminal Market prompted a quick response from the Philadelphia oh. Fire Department <laughs> Early Friday morning. Were you thinking the same thing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Meat smoker. I, okay. I, you know, it's just, yeah. okay. Anyway. Okay. The incident caused smoking conditions inside the market at 12th and Arch Streets. Firefighters simply unplugged the piece of equipment and began ventilating the large indoor market. The Philadelphia Health Department was notified of the incident. Right now, they're working to, uh, with building management to make sure that they are open on Friday, said the Philadelphia Fire Department Chief Mike Jackson. The Easter weekend is one of the busiest for Reading Terminal Market and is expected to be fully open by 8 a.m. We'll keep you updated. We'll see if they do actually open, but uh, they are hoping they can. Mm. The Reading Terminal 
terminal market dates back to 1893 and is one of America's oldest public markets. And did you guys see that we actually had the fire department out here at uh, Bella? No, what I saw a uh, an email that and yeah. I didn't read it. What, what was what it, happened? A shredding truck had some uh, paper that was smoking on no. the inside. It was uh, over on the east lobby. Yeah, so they had to call the fire department for that. There's tons of stuff. If you walk down this hallway here, it looks like we were talking about it yesterday. It looks like the, the spaceship and aliens. Everything's exposed up there. Pipes, wires hanging down. It's mm-hmm. well when I saw crazy. that when I saw that email come through, I was like, oh no! Quickly looked at it because there is so much construction going on here. Accident and could happen. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. no! My summer's oh. activity list is at work. Oh my! <laughs> get that computer. Yeah. <laughs> no, but fortunately everything was okay here. All right. Just a week after an announcement was made that Butler Pike and Plymouth meeting would reopen after being closed for eight months to repair a sinkhole, officials now say it will remain closed until 2021 after additional sinkholes have developed. Hey! That's a turnaround. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. The news comes as a big shock to anyone who uses Butler Pike between Flowertown and Plymouth Roads and Germantown Pike. Motorists have been dealing with road closures and detours since August because of a bad sinkhole. But late Thursday, the Montgomery County Board of Commissioners sent a press release reporting that new sinkholes have developed around the active Norfolk Southern Railroad Bridge and that it makes it unsafe to reopen the road anytime soon. It will take 18 months just to come up with a design before permanent road oh, reconstruction man. can begin. Uh, and it will take not months, but years. Uh, there is already a lot of congestion in the area with the closure. Uh, it's added more delays for those uh, using the detours. There is a high-pressure natural gas pipeline that runs through the area where the sinkholes are happening, in addition to sanitary sewer lines, Pico power lines, and Verizon telecommunication lines. The procedures necessary to maintain the safety of those utilities while evacuation and construction are underway are extensive. Uh, the commissioners say they need to protect public safety uh, before temporarily reopening Butler Pike to traffic. So they're saying, obviously, the community safety comes first, and that's why they will keep it closed. Uh, but because of those sinkholes in that area, um, actually, we were advised to get uh, sinkhole coverage on our house, on our home Re- insurance. Really? We, yes, we had to change it, and, and we put sinkhole coverage on it. How, how was... prevalent is, or what is the likelihood of, uh, so when, I mean, obviously enough for you to have to get insurance. Yeah, so where this is happening, um, you know, like the story said, they were supposed to reopen and more were opening, and there were there was word, um, remember that? Um, amongst the sinkhole community. Amongst the yeah. sinkhole community. No, the residents in the area. There was one, uh, there was a new apartment complex that went up. I think it's called Park. Sinkhole Estates. Uh, no, and, and one uh, there was one there as well. But uh, along the street that I live on, apparently, uh, sinkholes are uh, pretty common. Whoa. So, yeah, so my brother, who's a real estate agent, said that um, a lot of people are being advised. And so he advised us to, uh, wow. to get sinkhole coverage. Yeah. So we did. Familiar with no, that. just no. in case. I always think of like yeah. Florida, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and places. And I know we've had them here, but <clears throat> when you have yeah. to think about it that way, that's a little bit more substantive. And, and that area where it shut down, it's such a pain. Like, I know. And, and still, like people will forget and you'll see them. They drive down the road. They got to turn around, come back. And there's also some like uh, complex business complexes on either side. So people think they can cut through. I tried it once to see if it, <laughs> no, it doesn't because there's railroad tracks. So, so you can't, uh, but yeah, completely shut down. And it's, it really causing a lot of congestion over there. All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> Ben Simmons scored a career playoff high 31 points. Tobias Harris had 29 points and 16 rebounds, and the Sixers played well without Joel Embiid to beat the Brooklyn Nets 131-115 last night for a 2-1 lead in the first round season. 
Embiid warmed up before the game, but right before it started, the Sixers announced that the All-Star Center wouldn't be available because of a sore left knee. Greg Monroe started in his place and had nine points and 13 rebounds. Game four is tomorrow afternoon in Brooklyn, and tip-off is at 3 o'clock. In the other two games last night, San Antonio Spurs beat the Denver Nuggets and now lead that series 2-1, to one, and the Golden, uh, Golden State beat the Clippers in L.A. The Warriors lead that series 2-1. to one. The Colorado Rockies beat the Phillies 6-2 last night in Denver. J.T. Real Muto homered, and Cesar Hernandez had three hits for the Phils, who continue the weekend series in Colorado tonight. Vince Velasquez will get the start for the Phils, and German Marquez will pitch for the Rockies. The first pitch is at 8.40. In the NHL, the Carolina Hurricanes beat the Washington Capitals 2-1 to one to tie that series at 2. In the Western Conference, the San Jose Sharks beat the Vegas Golden Knights 5-2 to two to stay alive in their series, which Vegas leads 3-2. to two. And the St. Louis Blues scored with 15 seconds left in regulation to beat the Winnipeg Jets 3-2 to two in that series. The road team has won every game, and the Blues are now up three games to two. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you so much, Kathy. So, yeah, I mentioned it's a Friday. We're at the end of the week. We give away our Word of the Week prize today, and that is going to be a pair of tickets to see Jim Brewer's residency this Saturday in Atlantic City. And guess what? Jim Brewer's going to be here today. Yes, he will. He'll be in our studio around 830 or so, so we will uh, spend some time with Mr. Brewer. Now, another programming note. Today is Good Friday. And it's actually a company holiday. Everybody is, well, you know, uh, office staff is off and everything. We are working today. But since the business office is closed, we will not be doing Go Fund Yourself today. It's That's one, how it works. The one day we're taking off. And, yeah. you know, some uh, a lot of people do have off today. So uh, we will have that return on Monday. So just giving you a heads up on that. I will remind you again at 8 a.m. just in case you forget and you are regularly tuned in for that. So that's just a note. We also have a lot of st- uh, in-studio guests this morning. Uh, we're going to have, uh, yes, we're going to have the driver of Brodozer. <laughs> that is correct. Colt. Stevens is going to be in our studio, and Monster Jam is tomorrow at the link. So the 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 car, whatever the vehicle we've been talking about all this time, Bro Dozer. I, I was just watching a like a, a twenty minute video of Bro Dozer just running over things. It's actually the first diesel powered truck to compete at any Monster Jam event. Of course, everyone knows that. Of course, everyone yeah. knows that. I don't even know. I feel stupid for saying it out loud. Uh, so Colt will be here this morning. We also have uh, another comedian uh, performing at Helium Comedy Club tonight and Saturday is Alonzo Bodden, and he's going to be stopping by. And then we have an interesting couple that are coming in for this event that is taking place at the 23rd Street Armory tomorrow. It is called the Philadelphia Oddities Market. So we have Mike and Megan who are coming in to talk about that, and it's all bizarre things if you want to buy them and they're going to give us the specifics on that but uh, i'm intrigued it's i guess maybe the the occult or the the uh demonic the, worship no not all that not all that what? but i mean terrorist things like that <laughs> but odd we, like skulls and can strange yes and and i'm uh, down with that compelling stuff yeah so, so we will talk to those guys later on and like, we'll a, just, like the flea market meets the mother museum yeah exactly yeah, yeah. we'll we'll, t- we'll turn to them to figure out exactly what it all here you go here's here's a description so it's bro dozer with attitude skulls bones jewelry antiques art quack medical candles occult t-shirts true crime taxidermy collectibles dark art upcycled creations and so much more so, well, I happen to know an associate producer of ours who might very well love to go to this event. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, most yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I think Mars might be interested in going to this. <laughs> All right, so these things and more are taking place on today's program. We're taking a break right now. We will come back in just a moment, and we'll do the stupid question. Any entertainment report, stay with us this morning. 
Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston. Mom. Your mom, your mother-in-law, the mother of your kids. What is more important than mom? Show her. Give her a brand new mint green color 24-karat gold dip rose from Steven Singer Jewelers. Roses starting just $59 with free shipping. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com. Check them out. Steve Show Podcast. It's true. So we have a four-pack of Six Flags uh, Great Adventure tickets that we're going to give away for the super question this morning. Interesting one here for you. Genuine, you know, Panama hats. Oh, yes. You've seen a Panama hat before. They just look phenomenal. Genuine Panama hats come exclusively from what country? Hmm, this is, must be a trick question. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Genuine Panama hats come exclusively from what country? Let's see if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. Our number today is Friday, April 19th. And some birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. Hayden Christensen, the actor. Yep. Anakin Skywalker, 38 years old today. There were brief moments in that trilogy where I thought he did a good job. But the predominant amount of time... He was a sniveling bitch. I there there are moments where I wish it was like uh, Vito Corleone. <laughs> uh, you when, could be a man when Johnny is crying and he grabs him. Yeah. You're not like I'll be a, a man. man. Obi Wan Kenobi whining. Yes, makes you wonder if Darth Vader is always crying underneath that mask. Yeah, can't really and, see. and rusting up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Hayden Christensen is 38 today. Uh, James Franco. Has his birthday. We haven't seen him lately. No. He kind of went uh, underground a little bit. There was He he didn't have full-blown Me Too sort of stuff, but he had impropriety sort of stuff. Right. And so that, that raised some questions, especially around the time of The uh, Disaster Artist, mm-hmm. which is a really good movie. I really enjoyed it, and he directed it and did a great job. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's a talented guy. I think he'll start to come back out now. I, was, I watched 127 Hours. It's a movie that I just kind of skipped. Yeah, and, and it was, what'd you think? It was recently making the rounds. really good. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Danny Boyle directed. Uh, he's 41 today, Mr. Franco. Uh, the stunningly beautiful Kate Hudson turns 40 years old today. Uh, I've actually got a little story about her coming up in a little while. But, you know, it's funny when uh, when Almost Famous came out. Yeah, and she was a character, Penny Lane. I was like, I didn't quite get it. I, I didn't get Almost famous? No, 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 not the movie. Her. Yeah, yeah, No, the actress, as in why everybody thought she's stunning. But now I'm full on in love with her. Absolutely. Now, how many musicians is she so far? for sure. (laughs) And kids by all of them? Um, Yeah, Chris Robinson, Matt Bellamy, she's got kids with. I I think she might be. The new guy's a musician, too. Dabbling with another musician. I think you're correct. Or diddling. Yeah, one or the other. Marissa just said in my ear, and Eric Lindros. Is he that... was with Eric Lindros? Really? Are you kidding me? I wonder at what point. Was he still playing at the time, Marissa? Do you remember? Was he actively on the, the roster? Or maybe not the Flyers. No, it but... was probably within the last seven years. Okay. What? All right. Did not know. All right. Well, Kate Hudson, 40 years old today, so a big one for her. Uh, another lovely woman, Ashley Judd. Uh, and she turns 51 years old today. She had a good run there, and yeah. supposedly that run in the films was terminated by Harvey Weinstein because yeah. she wasn't putting out for him. Yep, yep, that's uh, the word. So she's 51. Uh, the great Tim Curry, who unfortunately uh, had uh, suffered a stroke a few years ago, uh, is 73 years old today, but iconic characters. Pennywise the Clown. L- he Honestly, great job. 
Uh, and he's uh, Dr. Frankenfurter in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Amazing in that, too. And he plays the demon character in a movie called Legend. Yeah, all these big, yeah. larger-than-life characters uh, that he has played. And also uh, movies like The Hunt for Red October. He's done some yeah. serious roles. He's done some comedic roles. Uh, what, what was it? Uh, Murder by... Was it not Murder by Death? It was Clue, right? He's in yeah, Clue. He's, yeah, he's the butler in, in uh, Clue, yeah. which is great. Uh, so he's 73 years old today. And, you know, unfortunately, he's lost some of his, uh, his mobility. Yeah. Uh, but uh, still, wonderful actor. Uh, then you have Bob Rock, the producer, record producer. And uh, he handled Metallica and Motley Crue, just to name a couple. Uh, he is 65 years old today. How fortunate his name is Bob Rock. Yeah, how fortunate. <laughs> it just happened that way. And then the last birthday I saw is Maria Sharapova, the oh. uh, tennis player. What, would you, is she the one? She's No, who is the one who Anna has Konnikova, the, yeah. There you go. She's Sharapova the, can actually play. She's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Maria is 32 today, and those are the birthdays I have for you. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Panama hats, genuine ones, come exclusively from what country? 215-263-WMMR, the number. And Sarah is the caller we're going to. Hi, Sarah. Good morning. So, Sarah, do you happen to know where genuine Panama hats come from? Is it Ecuador? It is. Yeah! Oddly How'd enough, that happen? I don't know. Hang on a second. We'll get the info and we'll set you up with a four-pack of tickets to join uh, Casey. No, no. That's later on. That's the last question. Four-pack of tickets for Six Flags Great Adventure. And it's spring break at Six Flags Great Adventure. Open daily April 19th through the 28th for fun all year. Go to go big with the Six Flags season pass. You can uh, buy now at SixFlags.com. Save up to 65%. Go big. Go Six Flags. What's, so there's King Dukkha, and then in the middle of King Dukkha, there is this drop ride. Yes. What is the name of that ride? I don't remember. Or I've never been King on Dukkha. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not been I on it. I haven't that. done it either. I'd like to try it. By the way, Panama hats, one of those... One of those fashion statements that you look at people who <laughs> who it works on and go, "Wow, yeah, that looks great." It does not work on me. And then you put it on yourself, and man, do I look. For example, stupid. bucket hats don't work on me. Oh. I look like a big slow child. You know what? You're right. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen you with one, but and you never will. I can envision <laughs> that. Yes. There was a uh, total douchebag wearing a Panama hat coming back from vacation yeah. last week on in, in the airport. He cut people off, mm. and and I just looked at him. And he was like, Stupid Panama hat on that guy, and yep. I, that's how I identified well, him the rest of the time I and, saw him. And Nick, don't you think when you're wearing a Panama hat, you need to be you need to be sort of cool and chill? Yeah, this guy was Can't angry, a dick. Yeah, yeah cut right. people off. Well, I have some stories to relay to you in the world of entertainment. We'll begin with Wendy Williams. Uh, oh she, my god! I know. I I, I hate her. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I I could tolerate her, but as of late, oh my god! Yeah, well, she's having a bit of a turbulent time, so it's worth. I feel bad on. for that. Uh, it she's fortunately hasn't mitigated my hatred. Well, she's kicking Kevin Hunter to the curb in more ways than one. The 54 year old host of the Wendy Williams Show has removed Hunter as executive producer just days after filing for from divorce. I realized I could not have Kevin in my life uh, and stay. Fabulous. For divorce from him. Uh, so the uh, statement uh, says Kevin Hunter is no longer an executive producer on the Wendy Williams show. Uh, this was from a spokesperson at the daytime show. Hunter has been part of the show since it began in 2008. Now, the pair split amid allegations of abuse and infidelity. Abuse? I didn't hear that. No, part. I have not heard abuse. Uh, Hunter. It looks like she could kick his ass. Yeah. Hunter reportedly welcomed a baby with his mistress of 10 years, Sharina Hudson. And that's when things started to get, become frayed. Uh, and she reportedly also repossess, repossessed that Ferrari that he had given <laughs> to the side act. $216,000 Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They showed it on the back of a flatbed. 
so she's or uh, he is now off the show altogether. So well, he actually's finishing off because uh, I was reading a story about her having to have or hiring extra armed security as he's finishing up his stuff there because he's so firmly entrenched in the production of the show, cleaning out offices and all this other stuff. Uh, but yeah, that then then it's done. So they're watching him like a hawk. Oh now. yeah, yeah. Uh, Aquaman star Jason Momoa is beloved for many things, but primarily they are his acting chops, his relationship goals, love affair with his wife, Lisa Bonet, and his beard. And he's gotten rid of one, and people are seriously freaking out. He shaved off his beard, and he had realized that it was a big deal, so he recorded himself doing the deed. He looks good. And uploaded it to YouTube. I thought so, too, Steve. Yeah, he looks I'm really like, good. He's, he's a good-looking dude under there. Yeah, I mean, for Christ's sake, he's a, he's a jacked Samoan. He is, yes. And so he, the caption, he wrote, Goodbye, uh, Drogo, Aquaman, Declan, Baba. I am shaving this beast off. It's time to make a change. How good was he? Uh, a solid character in Game of Thrones? Yeah, he didn't. Uh, Did he he didn't Aquaman? last very long. Oh, he, he was only okay. in the first season. But uh, yeah, he was his character, Cal Drogo. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Cool. Absolutely a badass. Um, but uh, he said a change for the better for my kids, for your kids, the world. Uh, the stunt was also linked to a new line of eco-friendly canned water that he's launching. Mm, canned uh, water. Yeah, with the uh, Ball Corporation. Uh, the Internet took a break from panicking about the Mueller report to opine about his beard. Wrote Betsy Hodges, I know the redacted Mueller report is out today, but please don't let that overshadow the news that Jason Momoa shaved off his beard. <laughs> uh, several lawyers and execs have been served deposition notices as Johnny Depp's battle against his former representative, Jake Bloom, rages on. He's got a few things going he on. Has a t- could you imagine being dragged into any of this stuff? Well, potential witnesses include former Warner Brothers chairman Kevin uh, Sujahara, billionaire Elon Musk, power litigator Marty Singer. Corey Feldman. Uh, Corey Feldman. And, uh, what yeah. am I doing here? Yeah, he's involved. A lot of people. I like your music. No, he's not. Uh, and his ex-wife, uh, Amber Heard, of course. Uh, it's been a litigious time for Johnny. He and Heard have also been exchanging suits. Uh, he filed a... They, 50- they fit each other? No, not... Oh, not, oh okay. Not clothing. Uh, he filed a 50... Here, look at this. Uh, $50 million defamation suit against her as she wrote an op-ed about domestic violence without naming him in the Washington Post. She responded with a suit of her own that included what she said was video evidence of his abuse. Now, the Hollywood Reporter says that uh, Sujihara will be asked to testify about whether he helped blacklist Heard at Warner Brothers at Depp's request. Um, Heard, her first lawyer, Samantha Spector, Musk, whom she dated, uh, her sister Whitney, former neighbors of the estranged couple, and their former bodyguards will also be asked to weigh in on whether Bloom advised Depp to settle with Heard in the divorce, among other things. So this is going to keep going and going and going. No question. Wow. I wonder, well, so his uh, his star, listen, he, he was a major player and, and still can command some box office, but she's standing on her own. I mean, she's got, you know, the Aquaman movie was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Johnny filed his original complaint against Bloom in October of 2017. Uh, he claimed that uh, Bloom collected $30 million plus in contingent fees without a contract. <laughs> oh, my God. Bloom countersued, citing a 20-year oral agreement and accused Depp of failing to pay. 
Meanwhile, rumors are swirling that Johnny could get the boot from the Mega Fantastic Beasts franchise in the wake of all these scandals, and they've already reportedly cost him his role in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Well, that franchise was kind of tapping out anyway. Yeah. They, they, in fact, they brought it back when they should not have. Yep. Agreed. All right, Kate Hudson was just talking about her. It's her birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. 40 years old. Uh, she says that all of her hard work is paying off. Uh, the mother of three, who is also a Weight Watcher spokesperson, hit up social media uh, that she is almost at her goal weight after welcoming baby Ronnie Rose Hudson Fujikawa. Ronnie Rose Hudson Fujikawa? Yeah, Ronnie Rose Hudson Fujikawa. Okay. Uh, so she wrote, okay, uh, my friends wanted to share. I'm a couple of pounds from goal weight. Uh, and she wrote this while showing off her abs in a photo. She said, I've done it without stressing on food or working out like crazy, although I have been disciplined. So she's added the, you know, the post-baby weight so, uh, crew that always post, post pictures. I wonder if she took a straight-up salary or took, like, uh, stock in the company. Yeah, I know she's friends with Ofra. Uh, it's a good question. Uh, but I did peruse her Instagram this morning because of this story, and uh, it's all good. <laughs> She's just lovely. She's just adorable. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, stinker. So another 40th that we mentioned yesterday, Kourtney Kardashian, uh, she and her family celebrated her 40th with a series of sweet messages and awesome throwback shots. I cannot get enough of this family. I know, I know. I just adore them. Every uh, one of them. Every little story. I can't. I, I feel like I'm left out if I don't hear every little thing about everybody. So Chloe wrote alongside a collection of both funny and sweet pics with the uh, sisters. Uh, still blows my mind how blessed we are to call each other sisters. Uh, you and I have an incredible... Sisters. Uh, we have an incredible rare bond and no matter what... Uh, it can never be broken. You are my best friend, one of the rare few I can count on most in my life. I am so thankful of that. And then she continued. You go, girlfriend. She continued on to say, "I know that so many people go through life without their sister and their best friend, or without a sister in general, and I don't know how they do it. Look at how this. do you do? It? How do we do it? Just sitting here, all the girls having a gab bash, playing with our balls. It's what? I mean, I had sitting here watching TV and drinking wine, scratching our nuts. I mean, um. What's this? Uh, so she said, um, honestly, without you in my life. Uh, wait, without, without you, you my, my life. life. That's no, all you need to say. No, without you, my life would be boring and not as full. So that's according to Chloe. So she's happy. And she's Who wants like, another turkey leg? Which is just <laughs> The best. It's the just rare a big bond. bowl of turkey legs. Nope. <laughs> uh, sorry, I have a hearty appetite. Never lost that. Uh, Steve, you mentioned Oprah. Yeah. Uh, in an emotional essay for O, her magazine, um, Oprah reflects on how she said goodbye to her mother. Now, she died last Thanksgiving, and the pair had a complicated relationship. <clears throat> and... It wasn't really like in her life, right? Well, uh, yeah, in and out. Uh, but correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, is I think Oprah, from what I understand, always sort of blamed uh, the mom in part for allowing her to be molested as a child. I, I don't remember all of it, but that sounds like that might yeah. be the case. Uh, she recalls that she said to her mother, looking directly into her eyes, "I know it must have been hard for you as a 17 year old pregnant, scared girl in Mississippi." Many people, no doubt, told you to get rid of the baby, to have an abortion or give me away, but you didn't. And for that, I thank you. I know you did the best you could with what you had. And for that, I thank you. And look how it's all turned out. And then she just whispered in her ear, you get an estranged daughter. <laughs> and you get an estranged daughter. 
It reminds me a little bit of uh, in um, Iron Man 3, I think it was, when Tony creates that uh, virtual world where he's able to go back and hashes out his. And tell his dad all his inner demons. He's like, I know you did the best you could. I believe that was. um, I think that was Civil War. It was was after Sokovia. You're right. You're right. Casey is. currently watching. Casey is up to speed on the entire MCU right now. Where are you? I started Ultron last night. Uh, fell asleep, so I'll have to figure out where I fell asleep in that one. So I hadn't seen the part that you were just talking about yet. Okay. There, there is an actual very funny... <laughs> I was just watching it again myself. Uh, I'm not doing what you're doing and watching everything, but there's a scene at the end where the, the Vision and Ultron, you know, uh, the Vision says, you know, they're flawed, but that's what makes them be- yeah. beautiful. They, they'll be ephemeral, but they'll be... This yeah. is what they are. And uh, and then you see in, in the distance, you know, that uh, Ultron starts to say something, and I, oh dear lord, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he pretty just gets great. vaporized. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, Oprah was able to to share that about uh, saying something like that to her mom, which we should all keep in mind. If there's something you need to say, you should probably say it before it's, it's too late. Probably very good for the soul, mm-hmm. like chicken soup. Very, you know, that? a lot like that chicken soup. All the for rage. The soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cardi B, Jennifer Lopez, Lily Reinhardt, Constance Wu, uh, Julia Stiles, and and Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer. Kiki. Kiki was going to be my original name. Are all uh, the Preston Kiki and Kiki, the Preston Preston and Kiki, Kiki show? show. <laughs> That's got a pretty good ring. It's actually not bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're all going to be starring in Hustlers. Which is a film about strippers who steal from rich men. This is uh, the thing that Jennifer Lopez got so cut up for. She looks phenomenal. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and when you look at the girl that she's playing, and no. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, Doesn't look like that. Is this the reason why? Do you, did you guys hear about that? I think it was when we were on vacation. Cardi B had admitted to um, drugging businessmen and stealing money from and them. Stealing yes. from them, yeah, oh. it's part of that because she's she's because she was a stripper, uh-huh. and uh, that was part of her mo. And uh, there was talk about uh, actually looking in, and investigating some of those no reported issues. I mean, she you know she admitted. I mean, she didn't rape them like uh, like Bill Cosby, no, she robbed them. but she robbed them. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty uh, terrible. Uh, so the movie's called Hustlers, and. Uh, <laughs> Madeline Brew recently joined the cast, and uh, Reinhardt just posted a hot pic of herself hanging upside down from a pole on Instagram. Is that right? From uh, uh, Lily Reinhardt, you said? Uh, No, Madeline Brewer. Wait, yeah, Reinhardt, I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah, from uh, Riverdale. The hot uh, video of her. Uh, Really nailing this whole pole thing, she wrote. And the film drops on uh, September 13th, if uh, you are so inclined. Actress Jenny Mullen. Now, I wasn't familiar with her, but she is married to Jason Biggs. Oh, yes. American Pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Revealed on Instagram that she accidentally dropped their son, Sid, on his head this past Saturday. Five years old, so uh, his skull was fractured. (laughs) Oh, man. No, no, no. His skull was fractured. He ended up in the intensive care unit. Uh, of a Manhattan hospital. She thanked doctors, nurses, hospital workers, and her husband, joking that her post had turned into an Oscar acceptance speech. Uh, she also had good news to share that Sid was uh, by then recovering nicely at home and eating chocolate-dipped ice cream cones. So when you brought, uh, anytime you guys have brought your kids into a hospital with an injury, mm-hmm. uh, do you get questioned? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the kids do. The kids do as well, uh, yes, obviously. Yeah, so Caroline broke her elbow twice. Yeah. Okay. Two times. 
And uh, did Daddy do that? You know, I guess so. <laughs> I, I I think there's a moment where they do talk to them and ask if if anything right? happened. I think that's a standard protocol, right? and which is totally understandable. Yeah, yeah, I think me passing out on top of Jace when he was getting <laughs> stitches confirmed that I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, so the uh, let's see, I was dropped on my head as a baby. Really? Yeah. There it is. <laughs> and there it is. Yeah, it's like an infamous story in my family. My cousin Matt uh, was holding me, and, and you know, my mom, uh, how she is, of course, you know, so frantic. And, yeah, apparently he was, like, playing with me, and he was pulling my feet, and I fell off of the couch and hit my head. And wow. My mom, yeah, my mom was a little crazy. Quick, hit the tomatoes. <laughs> Drop them on her head. Yes, yes. Tomatoes. Uh, she said, my heart goes out. Put to an all, ear of corn up her butt. Uh, all parents who have or will ever find themselves in this kind of position, you are not alone. Uh, Angela Kinsey of The Office thanked Mullen for sharing the experiences at his parents. We try to do our best, uh, but things can go south in a split second. Uh, Kristen Ritter of Jessica Jones also commented. She said, I'm so sorry you guys are going through this fast recovery for Sid sending love. And that can happen, man. You can drop a kid. It's <laughs> And it's scary. I think that's the, you, you know, the, the classic book, Ironweed. That yeah, book, yeah. The Jack Nicholson. Well, I'm, I'm. I never read the book, but I saw the movie, which I love. And yeah. Jack Nicholson's character dropped a baby, and that that sent him off into a depression that, spiral. No yeah. kidding. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Biggs and Mullen married in 2008. They welcomed their second son, Laszlo, in 2017. Uh, I told Casey about this yesterday. Rob Gronkowski, Gronk. Yes, uh, I saw this. No longer a member of the New England Patriots as he retired last month, though he did leave a lasting impression. On the franchise, as well as its sixth Lombardi trophy. In a video produced by the team, we get to see how Gronk shocked his former teammates before their celebration at the Red Sox home opener last week. Now, he held the Lombardi trophy in his hands like it was a baseball bat. They were throwing uh, baseballs back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And asked uh, Julian Edelman to throw a pitch with the ball. Uh, his teammates hilariously recounted how they thought he was actually going that he was going to try to hit the ball, but once the pitch was thrown, he squared around for a bunt and hit it, and it put this huge ass dent mm-hmm. right in the Lombardi Trophy, right there, right in the football portion yeah. of the Lombardi. And so I I don't think they're going to have it repaired or anything like that. I, I doubt the NFL be... is going to replace it, and it's going to have. It, they're always going to say, "There's the one that uh, that Gronk broke." Well, I don't think it's like the Stanley Cup. Don't they get uh, they get their own? They get their own every year. So this is the one that the Patriots will have as their sixth Super Bowl. Yeah, I believe trophy. so. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, so, so okay. So they they, they all right. Well, yeah, still, you keep it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah, like you saw a line of trophies, and then the one right. at the end had yeah. the dent in it. So yeah. Uh, so they will forever have a mark from Gronk. Well, the Stanley Cup gets pitted and effed up and scuffed, and and, um, and that's, has that's part yeah. of the legend of the Stanley Cup. It's been dropped in the bottom of a pool. It's been taken all around the world. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Good night, Andy, is what we hear from the psychotic doll Chucky in a new trailer from Orion's Child's Play. Did you watch the trailer? I did not see it yet. It's pretty it good. good. Nice teaser trailer. All right. Uh, Mark Hamill voices the doll. Uh, in this second trailer, we see more of Chucky's games, including a sudden sudden death via Christmas lights. Uh, Hamill and Aubrey Plaza, Gabriel Bateman, and Brian Tyree Henry are starring in what is being described as a contemporary reimagining 
of the 1988 horror hit Child's Play, so uh, uh, which lands uh, June 21st. I know your kids, Preston, are, yep. are uh, terrified, uh-huh. or were terrified. I know, Casey, you uh, traumatized your own uh, kids with this. Uh, do you think this is one of those things that no matter how old you get, you'll always have that little... Maybe. That little spark of terror, because yeah. you, you remember the first things that terrified you. I remember years and years and years ago, the original House on Haunted Hill mm-hmm. had a scene where this old woman appears to be, like, floating across the floor, and that imagery just, you know, and I, I love horror movies, and I, but it, that's one that just rocks my world. And if you remember, there was a big to-do made about, uh, in the movie Poltergeist, there was a clown yep. doll. yeah. Uh, that ends up uh, choking one of the kids, and that ended up being a, a little bit of a, a terror symbol for a long time. The weird thing, though, is, Steve, is somehow the original Child's Play movies became a legend to our children as if it was something that was real. Yeah, well, that's what happened when, when Preston's... Recount your story just quickly for people yeah, who don't... So yeah, so I remember when, this is when Parker was young. He was, he was a little kid, and some one of my neighbors <laughs> had... One of the neighbor's kids had told him about, uh, you know, Child's Play... And uh, he was talking to me, he's like, Dad, have you ever you ever heard of this, uh, like, this doll? He's got, like, <laughs> scars all over his face and stuff, and and, and he, uh, you know, tries to, uh, you know, kill people. And, and I go, oh, you mean Chucky? <laughs> and he, the look of horror on his face, he actually gasped. And look, he goes, <gasps> like that. And, and I, it's like I had just... That made it real for him. You verified. He, he was like, like yeah. he didn't believe it, yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden, oh, you mean Chucky? And he didn't understand <laughs> it was from a movie. <laughs> and you didn't understand that he was, yeah, like, terrified as if this thing was real, like and, a legend yeah, of some was, sort. Yeah, he was waiting for you to go. No, I've never heard of that. That's not real. Yeah, <laughs> what do <laughs> you mean, Chucky? Yeah, the, the killer doll that murders oh, children. God was so. <laughs> And for the longest time, it, we we would use that as a now. Don't forget, you know, Chucky might be you know, around or whatever, just some type of thing. And oh he, yeah, he did not find that funny at all. Was there anything like that when when you were growing up that was a oh, urban legends? Did did uh, certainly there were there, there it's was an urban legend. Yeah, okay. Yeah. My dad one time there was a this uh, and, and it, this was pre K. I was really young. I was probably four years old or something like that. But we had this uh, Halloween mask. And it was like a Neanderthal man type of thing, really distorted oh, yeah. face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, my dad put that on one time and came up to me. Uh, it terrified me. And so then the mask was in our garage, and, like, I wouldn't go to that part of the garage at all because just that rubber mask that was enough was enough to enough. terrify yeah. me. Oh, yeah. And it seemed real. Because even if you've dealt with it, it still locks a little bit of the seat of the original fright in your yeah. mind. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's why I didn't it's... want to touch it. Like, it would come alive and all of a sudden start eating my hand or something. I had all these bizarre thoughts as a kid. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's one of my earliest scary moments, Case. There was a, I used to deliver newspapers. And the last house that I delivered to was right next to this other house that had, like, a Would bar- you like a mash eye? <laughs> <laughs> no. they had, like, a barn that reminded me of, like, Friday the 13th for some reason. <laughs> and I hated that, man. I hate And it was, like, always, like dawn you know so it was like not light and not dark yep. it was like mm. just the in between and i would chuck that newspaper and book <laughs> as quickly as i possibly could in the other direction man there was uh in not too far off in uh from my neighborhood it was this big wooded area and as kids we used to just go run around in there and, and play time and there was a uh a rundown shack of a home that oh. was just 
you know, uninhabited, the windows were out, all the, everything was beat up is all, you know, uh, black colored because of, you know, the time it had started rotting away. That place terrified me. So just that dwelling scared our, the hell out of me. We were on a corner house. There was, and if you were to go down to the other corner past the woods, there was a greenhouse that was just as you came out of the woods. The legend was skeletons in the basement <laughs> uh-huh. and that they could be seen if you were to go around the back and look into the basement wells. Yes. You know? Yeah. And you uh, uh, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> no. He says, goddamn skeletons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That stuff will stick with you for life, man. All right. So it is Friday. Movies opening. Let's get to the titles that you may be or may not be aware of. Never get talked. Now, there's only one movie that I have on my list, and it is, hopefully I get this pronunciation correct, it's The Curse of La Llorona, uh, or Llorona. Now, in... The Curse of Urine. In Spanish, two L's is spelled like a Y, or it's mm-hmm. pronounced like a Y, right? Okay, yeah. so it'd be The Curse of La Llorona. My, my Llorona. Llorona. La Llorona. La Llorona. Uh, it's a horror film. Okay. It is. It's directed by Michael Chavez. Uh, Linda Cardellini's in it. Ooh. I love Linda Cardellini. Uh, Roman Christou, uh, Raymond Cruz, Sean Patrick Thomas, and others. All the biggies. And it is about a priest who helps a social worker and her grandchildren fight the powerful ghost, La, La, La Llorona. That's the name of the ghost, La Llorona. Uh, it is rated R. It is an hour and 33 minutes long, and it has got a 29% Rotten Tomatoes score uh, as of now. So, so there's a, there, there are a couple other movies, there, Preston. There's that movie Breakthrough about the kid, and it's based on the true story about who uh, the kid who survives. Um, he's clinically dead for like 23 minutes okay. and comes back. Remember, we were talking about that the other day. And then there's another one called um, Teen Spirit. Which is kind of a weird. Have you seen those? I think those opened uh, a couple of days ago. Oh, did they? All right, and because uh, it's the holiday weekend. So. That's right. Yeah, so I, I only do the ones that open on Friday. You're I, a I, next time I love be, it. Yeah, I'll, I'll be more thorough. Uh, so anyhow, we're ready for the clips now. Breakthrough follows a faithful mother who prays for the recovery of her son as he drowns in a lake. In this You're clip, just talking about this, uh, Marcel Ruiz uh, talks about what drew him. To this role, here we go. Since I had so many things that I could relate with, and I had so many things that I that I loved, and I'd never gotten to to do in a character or in a film before, um, especially because this is my first movie ever, and also just just the the chemistry of, of all of the cast. The cast was amazing. I was so excited to work with Josh Luke, this Chrissy Metz, and everyone. It was just it was a beautiful set. I don't I don't want I don't think I want to see it. Uh, Breakthrough is in theaters now. Here's the next clip. Game of Thrones final season will follow nine noble families to the end as they fight for control over the lands of Westeros. In this clip, Peter Dinklage discusses the relationship between Tyrion and his father. Here we go. There's something beautifully Shakespearean about it. There's so much love, but it can never be expressed. There's so much shame. I guess there's a clip playing in the background while he's doing the interview. Otherwise, they're very rude. Yeah, there, and it's, it's expressed too often. It's just, it's a beautiful, drawn relationship. What? 
Um, and uh, 62 hours until the next episode of Game Thrones, Game of Thrones hits, 9 p.m. on uh, Sunday. By the way, we have another clip. I should play this now. Yes. I doubt we'll ever get a chance to do it later on. It's delightful. Uh, and uh, Tyrion and Cersei are having a meeting, and uh, they're trying to solve their problems, and they have a uh, surprise guest who appears, <laughs> unbeknownst to them. I'll just play this, and you'll get a feel for it. I only want what's best for Westeros. And I only want for you to not get what you want. Who are you? Elmo at Sesame Street. Elmo <laughs> thinks that you two need to respect each other. When Elmo has a problem with his friends like Cookie Monster, Elmo doesn't get upset. Elmo listens and learns from what they have to say. If we stop fighting and work together, we can be stronger. I can try. Oh, Toast to our new red friend. Oh, yummy! Elmo loves toast! Yay! I love it because he, he pulls up a goblet and he goes, <laughs> yeah. a toast. And then Elmo, you know, mentioned yeah. about toast. I was thinking the same thing at first. I'm like, booze, sesame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he kind of looks at his glass like, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, so it's a cute little thing that they've had. It's up uh, on uh, PrestonSteve.com if you want to watch the whole thing. Cool. All right, and there you go. My entertainment report for your last day of the work week. Uh, we are going to take a break. We have a whole lot of guests on our program Hi, today. Yeah, we're going to have Jim Brewer in our studio. We're going to have comedian Alonzo Bodden in the studio. Uh, we also have a group from the Philadelphia Oddities Market, this really wild event that's taking place uh, tomorrow. That'll be at the 23rd Street Armory. So we'll have uh, Mike and Megan come in and tell us about that. And when we return, the driver of Bro Dozer. Bro Dozer! We're going to take a break and we'll be back momentarily. Hey, by the way, let's do some invites to the sorority party as we're leaving. I have room for three ladies to join us. It is next Thursday at Parks Casino in Ben Salem, and it's a Sisters and Suds event. We're going to have some craft beers in the beer garden, and uh, we have crafts as well. Crafts. Not just craft beers, Art. but crafts. Do it yourself. And pins, you have to be at least 21 and female to join us. 215-263-WMMR. It is a ladies-only event, and you can bring a friend, but they have to be a lady as well and become a sister of Zeta Ada Pi. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Hey, Marissa. Hey, what? Zeta. Ada. Zeta. Ada. Zeta. Ada. Pie. Hey, podcasters, you've heard all of the details now about our next sorority party, Sisters and Suds. It's Thursday, April 25th from 6 to 8 p.m. at the New Beer Garden at Parks Casino in Ben Salem. If you want to attend, all you have to do is email podcast at WMMR.com for your chance to win. So uh, our next guest, so we became fascinated uh, with this particular vehicle, uh, when we started promoting the fact that Monster Jam was coming to Lincoln Financialville. And it's tomorrow, by the way. I admit I got a little carried away. Uh, you can uh, you can go to uh, monsterjam.com to get your tickets. But then we saw video footage. But it was the name that kind of stood out at first. Well, yeah. And then, then we started seeing what happens in this vehicle and the man behind it who is here with us. And it's pretty insane. <laughs> it is. So Monster Jam tomorrow, Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, we'd like to welcome the driver of Bro Dozer this morning. This is Colt Stevens. Yeah. What's going on, guys? Super How you doing, to be Colt? Here. Nice to oh, see you, cool, man. man. Absolutely. Thanks Good for stuff. being here. Okay, so how long have you been driving Bro Dozer? 
Man, I've been around this sport my whole entire life. I actually was uh, born into it. My dad drove for 25 years. Uh, but I've been a driver now for five years. And uh, first year, actually piloting did diesel-powered Brodozer, and I am stoked. So to wow. put this in perspective, Brodozer is a, has all-weather tires. It's a Prius. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it is, uh, and it's known for its flips, correct? That's right. Well, it's known for, well, our Consecutive end, flips. Right, exactly. Yeah. We have been able to do actually a backflip and then actually go into a second backflip. Which I was watching over and over again, which is pretty wild. You know, and I think this is one of those things, like I liken it to um, to the WWE. You can see it, and you can see the videos, but when you're there, it's a whole other thing. Oh, absolutely. You cannot put a hand on how big these jumps are, how big these trucks are, the tires are, everything that this has on it that is so Monster (laughs) Jam-like. Until you're actually there in person, and it, it's and, it, and it's a, it's it's a um, it's a it's a sport, it's a spectator absolutely. sport, uh, but it's of excess. Yep, it's of super huge tires and super crazy engines. Yep, and how much metal can you get moving around, and what can you run over, and that's what it's about. So it it really taps into. Stuff your childhood. Really? Exactly. Your childhood. Yeah, Everything yeah. that you grew up thinking about, playing with, and it's just a big, giant adult scale is all we have now. <laughs> you know, How are you strapped in? There? What's your seatbelt situation? Oh, he doesn't wear a seatbelt. <laughs> no, we just bounce around. No, I actually we take safety very seriously. I'm so sure. I run a seven-point harness. It's uh, one of the most violent rides you could actually be in, in my opinion. And what kind of seat is your, is your baby in when that's in, in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, we run a... a, a a, be- a seat that is 100% built for me. It's, nobody else can fit in it. Tailored to your to your yeah, body. The, to the way body. race car exactly. drivers do. Okay. I, when I'm locked in, I literally can only move my eyes. I have a seven-point oh, wow. harness. I have seven points that that belt actually crosses over my shoulders, my lap, through my crotch, all the way around. So I am locked in 100%. So nothing moves my neck, my head, nothing. So it's a little bit different, that's for sure. No, and that's, we actually went up to uh, to the Poconos and, and, and did the, I, you know, I rode along with the race car driver. They had me in one of those seats, and you are so locked. Yep. You know, only your eyes are able to look out the window. But uh, it's it's obviously... You get one quick snap, and you could be injured severely. Yep. So yeah. we take it 100% uh, serious, and we go out there, and we when I'm in the vehicle and 100% with all the safety stuff we got, I feel 100% confident I can go out there and do backflips. <laughs> wow. So I well, I would act Whatever you guys want to see, I'm probably going to try it. I would all imagine, right. though, Colt, as, as, as seriously as you guys do take safety and as many precautions as you've taken, you do have to, you, you got to get some aches and pains from, from doing this a little bit from time to time, right? I mean, you, a little bit. I mean, yeah. Uh, if your coffee spills on loves you. me. So. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. You're a regular customer, right? That's right. So. Um, okay, so when, how, how old are you, by the way? I am 31 years old. Okay, so your dad's been in this. He's been doing it for a long, long time. Yep. You, you followed in his footsteps. How old were you when you first got behind the wheel of a monster truck? Man, I, I can't remember the first time. Uh, I actually drove a truck. We were at a display one time, and uh, he had a truck. It was called King Crunch. Was know, this the, it was just pulverized vehicles? Yep, yep. I remember this and thing. Then, yeah. So we would go out, and at displays, we would have a couple cars out there. Well, he'd let me sit on his lap, and this is the first time. I couldn't actually touch the pedals or anything. Uh, I think I was probably about 12, maybe. Okay. And uh, I actually got to steer and jump over the cars. When I landed, my nose hit the steering wheel, and I actually broke my nose. But we finished the car crush and went on to have a great evening. But uh, that was actually my first time to get behind the wheel, and I'll I'll never forget it. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Houston, Texas. Southern boy. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I... um... Uh, I spent some time in the South when I was a kid. I lived in in South Carolina, and and a friend of mine uh, who was 
my age, we were probably, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, and uh, they had a lot of land. Uh, and You and, could do it. And he had yeah. a truck that we just, I mean, at 12, 13 years old, just driving around yep. out in fields and stuff like that. So I can see, given the right environment, you have an opportunity to learn skills like this. Absolutely. You know? Well, the one thing about it is one of our businesses is off-road vehicles. So our daily is building street vehicles for the off-road use, you know, big tires, wheels, bumpers like that. And that's mm-hmm. how my dad kind of got started is they just got bigger. Hey, bigger. Can we go bigger, bigger? Next thing you know, hey, you want to crush a car with that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Now, about things like the jumping and the backflips and all of that stuff, at some point, somebody's got to try something for the first time. And it's a pretty big commitment because you could ruin this vehicle Absolutely. that you have. Easy. So, you know, is before you try a stunt that's never been done before, like the consecutive backflip thing, you think it out thoroughly about how you're going to execute this whole thing? Yeah, absolutely. Everything that goes on in that truck, I think about. I'm one of the most, and get behind in my own head a little bit because I think about it so much. But I tell other drivers sometimes, we got a little fake button over there on that dash, a little red button, kind of like the make it easy button. But I call it the, you know, I'm going to hit this button. Whatever happens, happens. (laughs) Every now and then you got to roll the dice. You you don't really know until you try. Well, well, because, listen, so I I know that they're, like, for example, when they're doing things for amusement parks and they're running running these programs that are simulators and inertia and physics and so on and so forth. I, I I don't know how elaborate you get. I don't think you're just sitting there with matchbox cards going vroom vroom. Believe yeah. it or not, I do. I take <laughs> I'll take a spin master truck and I have taken and built a ramp and I'll see how that truck reacts. Like if one tire like an RC, the, like, an like an RC, like an RC, absolutely, really, interesting. absolutely. The the technology these days that the RC cars have and some of that stuff that I do. I will take a Hot Wheels or a spin master truck yeah. and I have the little ramps and I will build a ramp and I will push it and I will hit this <laughs> ramp in different locations just to see yeah. what happens. You might, you know? yeah. Well, you, you obviously your ass is on the line right. when you're doing Definitely. it. Definitely. Cold, we were talking just before we, we, we came on, and I brought up the, the fact, I, pressed, I sent you an article about this new car, electric car, 1,900 horsepower that goes gets from zero to 60 quicker than a fighter jet would. So it, uh, and I asked uh, you, Cold, what is that going to mean for the um, for Monster Jam and for shows like this? Because you have these incredibly powerful engines that don't really make a lot of noise, right? And and the noise is a lot of what the event is as well. Definitely. It's just a, a field of visceral thing. Uh, do you see those being adopted into Monster Jams and things of that nature? Oh, absolutely. The deal going into this whole diesel truck is is it, it's a little bit quiet as well. Yeah, and growing. I grew up, you know, learning the the methanol motors and alcohol motors, and that's one thing. I can make a truck sound like I'm going 100 mile an hour, even though I'm doing 30, just because yeah. I can stand on it right. and make it sound like it's going so much faster. Well, with this diesel engine or the electric, like you talk about, it is going to be a little bit more difficult to get the crowd on their feet in the straightaways and stuff like that. But I found ways, and I found that the crowd really do enjoy it because it's different. And what does everybody love and that's different and so and i wonder how many people would go were it not for the noise absolutely yeah. that's one thing we have noticed with the the bro dozer as well is we're getting more of a fan base that have never gone because of the diesel background or because the diesel is a little bit quieter and they love it because sometimes those alcohol trucks do get a little bit loud and and kids don't know what to expect but yeah. me i'm an adrenaline junkie i love it the yep. methanol truck and somebody fires that thing up and then my heart starts beating and I'm ready to go wild, you know. All right. So if you're an adrenaline junkie and you guys have a, an R&D department, have, has anybody ever come up with a concept like this? I'm showing you a picture and maybe we could take a picture and show it to our listeners. But you got tires on the bottom and then tires on the top. So that way 
You could be dr- literally <laughs> driving upside down yeah, and right side matter. up. It don't matter. That'd be crazy, but right? that's a whole other concept we're definitely going to have to throw out there because uh, there's I, nothing can stop that thing. It right? Like. I, think, <laughs> I, I think, though, I would have to imagine in all the years stuff like this has been going on, iterations like that. I mean, I saw some one vehicle that had sort of classic... Uh, like snow plowed triangular tank treads, you know, uh, and, and I mean, you, any, if you can build it and it moves, they'll put it in, in a show, right? That's right. Everybody wants to see, again, back to different. Right, right, Everybody right. wants to see something different, and that's what we go for. That's why we're pushing the envelope every single weekend, developing diesel trucks, developing an electric truck, hopefully down the line, developing all these things to to bring crowds that like Different things. But see, that's not a two-sided truck. That's a four-sided truck. That's a, yeah. You know? I mean, because you, you, you could ride on the on the nose of it, yeah. on the tail of it. Like, <laughs> Wouldn't it be wild, though, if you do get to the point of, like, these just terrifying electric vehicles where the... the Yep. You're like, oh, golf oh, applause. Clap. Uh-huh. Yeah, like golf applause for, yeah. a, for a backflip and stuff like that. It's going to be different for me, that's for sure, yeah, yeah, being yeah. around as long as I have. Colt, when you, you guys uh, finish up an event, obviously you ride these vehicles really, really hard. Uh, do you have to repair it every single time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's not one time you're going to go on that track and not mess something up on the truck. How often does an engine get swapped out? You know, we try and get about 60 hours out of an engine. We figure 60, 60 hours is nothing. When you think about how yeah. how long, how big, I mean, how many, you see this diesel, uh, yeah. or not diesel, for the alcohol engines and the dragsters go down the straightaway. They make one pass. And we're kind of the same kind of platform as a motor, but we make 60 hours, which is about two years of time on a floor. Oh. Uh, 60 hours, by the way, is about a week worth of commuting in Philadelphia. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, that's all you Going get. to work to bro- in Brodozer might be kind of cool. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They'll be moving real quick. <laughs> oh, man. That's What's, what, what kid always asks. They crawl in and stuff, and they say, uh, where, where's the, the horn on this thing? I said, it's a gas pedal. Man. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to move. Yeah. What's, what's the tallest vehicle out there? What, what was it? Preston, you were talking about the one that you were a big fan of going I, I grew up in St. Louis, and uh, in North St. Louis County is where Bigfoot came yep. from. So uh, they would keep it out on display outside all the time. So I'd see Bigfoot all the time. I didn't. What I didn't know was like that's the one. That's the that's the originator yeah, of yeah. this. And then they had Bigfoot too, which had almost like these tractor tires on. They were gigantic. That seemed like that might have been the tallest one ever, but I don't know. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, definitely. They started it back in the day, and they have. I think at the time, they and still have the record for the tallest vehicle. What, what, what are you up about uh, twelve feet when you're sitting? Foot. Okay, wow. <laughs> um, so, what, uh, how far can you push it? Are there things that you're thinking about trying to do? Stunts that that uh, that go beyond the uh, the two consecutive. See, there's uh, there's there's always stunts that we're thinking about, but there's a fine line, and we have to balance these things. Mm-hmm. One is it's it's easy to go out and drive these trucks, and people always come and go out there. And, well, there's two minutes in freestyle, and a, a fan came and he paid money to come watch me freestyle for two minutes. So I try and fill my time. But at the same time, I want to push that limit. I don't want to push that limit too early and go out and roll over and the fans don't get to see me run. So at the, I try and find that balance of making a good run, going big from the start, but also finding that crazy move in there that I could throw that's going to get the fans on their feet and be crazy, mm-hmm. but not destroy the truck too early. Let me jump they in. are easy, easy to go out and destroy. They're hard to go out and do an awesome show and pull them in the truck. Okay, so let me day. jump in there for a question on that because I noticed in the <laughs> video uh, of, of Bro Dozer. That bro dozer started to go over on the side. If if you had it gone over completely, would that have been it for bro dozer for the performance? No, I, that depends on 
uh, what we try and do, we are allowed to save it and stuff like that. So we'll go to the last minute. Until the last minute, we'll try and get the truck back on all four t- right. BKT tires or anything that we can do. And so the the uh, we have tech officials there that have radios on them that can shut us off at any time for any safety reason or anything they see or deem unfit or unsafe. Is so, there a master kill switch that yep. will shut off all, all the vehicles? Yes, sir, there is. Is Have you ever considered doing a high dive act with trucks? <laughs> well, were they... <laughs> Up yeah. the ladder, down to the end of the diving board, into a big tank. Yeah, <laughs> have we ever tried it? Yeah, I'm sure it's coming. Those always pushes. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a, a visionary, you know. Yep. The trapeze act, something like that. Yeah. Absolutely. What's What's your favorite uh, move to pull off? Man, I, I everybody loves the backflips. I'd yeah. love to uh, attempt a front flip. We've only seen one completed in uh, competition so far from Cook. Lee and VP. Wow, racing. Uh, he did one two years ago in. Uh, at World Finals, that's one thing that everybody's always striving for. What are the uh, most consecutive backflips you've done? Just the two? Just the two, yes, right. sir. Yeah. So the way that the, the the video works, for those who can't quite figure out how two backflips might work, so you hit the ramp, you go up, you do a backflip, the front tires, which are spinning, exactly. hit the ground and cause another backflip to happen. And that's something I think the diesel has an advantage of because we carry, we only are about 1,200 horsepower compared to the 15 of a methanol truck, but we're about 2,000 pounds of torque. Holy crap! In this diesel truck. So uh, the thing is, is whenever those front tires land and they're spinning wide open like that, that torque just spun it right around on that second flip. The first time that you tried a backflip, did you uh, did you execute it? Did you... Actually, you the very first backflip I attempted, I did make it. But I went about 10 feet after that, so jacked up and excited that I freaking <laughs> rolled it over right after that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, he yeah, rolled a zero just like that. Right. <laughs> wow. I'm fascinated with this. I've, I've mm-hmm. never been to a monster truck event and, uh, you know... Uh, the, just uh, the videos of it just blows me away. What? And all your years in radio, you've never. Yeah, been I know. Yeah, because it's, it's kind of a standard radio thing. Yeah, I know. you I know, know what, Preston? I was wondering with a vehicle like this, would you ever have to clean out between the seats and the da- and the uh, center console? Because right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah how, how many times do French fries indiscriminately fall in your mouth? I, I'm always telling my crew chief he's got to get that stuff out of there. You know, <laughs> it's right. disappointing, but wow, we're, yeah. we're, I'm, I'm watching the the double backflip, video. and I, that is insane. That the speed and the the way that thing comes around on that second flip, the G's that you're pulling, you it's hard to even I'll know bet. where you're at. So we're talking about matri- trading out the engines every sixty. Um, we try and get hours. sixty hours more. What, if what about suspension systems? Suspension, depending on how, I mean, we go through them pretty hard, especially on something like that. You can see the rear yeah. housing broke and stuff like that. Right, right. Suspension, we're always dialing in. Like, I change my suspension from week in to week out. I'll walk the track and I'll look. We're constantly changing and valving, changing how much pressure's on them. Um, it's very important that suspension is the number one thing that has to be right sure. for us to go out there and do it. Is Brodozer your only uh, truck, or do you guys have other ones on the team? Right now, it's just we are the only Brodozer, uh, only diesel-powered with Monster Jam. Hopefully, in the future, we can come out with some more, but mm-hmm. right now, we're just developing this one and getting it to be 100%, and we are on the cusp of hurting some feelings wow. and some of these boys. Really I play. suppose there's not a girl squad in the, uh, in the arsenal, Absolutely. right? There, there, there is a, a whole bunch of girls out there now, right. and actually, there's... They're coming up the ranks pretty quick. Are they? Bree and Candice, a uh, whole bunch of them coming oh, up. that's I think uh, Cynthia's here this weekend driving Monster Mutt uh, for us. So uh, females are coming up the ranks, and they're coming up quick. Outside of Brodozer, what's your, what's your favorite vehicle on the circuit out there? Just vehicle, not driver, but... I'm know. anything truck-based. You know, I grew okay. up in that whole... We're getting kind of more towards the 3D bodies and stuff, which are great, and I yeah. love them. Um, but I'm a truck guy. My okay. daily is... Um, 
you know, working on trucks. So I like to stay in that realm. Anything that looks more strutable and more realistic is kind of my, my forte. And, and Brodozer would fit in that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. It's, it's an F-250 uh, mock cab. Um, I actually was based off of the TV show, The Diesel Brothers, Brodozer. So truck kind of follows their guidelines of an F-250. So I really like and enjoy driving it. Who came up with that name? Because that's what really sold us. <laughs> that's yeah. the Diesel Brothers. Those there guys, they're some goofballs. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> it totally makes sense. The truck's going to go, with that diesel motor, we're going to go through it. So we're going to Brodoze or whatever. It's no stopping that. You got to Brodoze. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, does exactly. your dad still drive? No, sir. He uh, He's at home, retired. He drives a couch every now and then. I okay. think so. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> nice. you, you, have, you have any kids? I do not. Okay, I was just not, curious so. if, if you. I wanted... can't wait though. Can you imagine? You actually... they come around and all this. <laughs> oh my stuff? god, Jesus! You got to drive them to school. Man. <laughs> there you go, yeah. dude. With the <laughs> way with the way you're flipping, you might have followed uh, fathered children and not even known it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're you're exactly the audience. Right. Yeah, Colt, it is awesome. I, I mean, I've taken my son, and, and the last time I went, and you and I were talking in the green room because I went and saw them indoors, and now you guys are doing it outdoors. But I took my son and one of his best friends, and we're sitting there, and they didn't know what to expect. I mean, they knew what we were going to. And then the sound started happening, and then the trucks started doing what they were doing. And we just, you cannot help but have a great time and watching their reaction. And then you're having fun because you're watching what the kids are doing. You know, it's awesome. Oh, absolutely. And like I was telling you in there, uh, if you haven't been in the last two, three years, you need to go again because mm-hmm. the stuff that we're doing now in the last two, three years, and we're elevating every single year. But the last two years, the, the level has gone up tremendously from the nose walks we're doing, the double back flips. Now we've got a front flip that was completed in competition. Mm-hmm. There's stuff that is constantly changing, and you you never know what's going to happen here in Philly this weekend. Somebody texted in, did you jump over a flying airplane? We have not <laughs> yet. Okay. It is coming, though. What? Uh, we are working on it. It actually was just debuted uh, on Diesel Brothers uh, season uh, premiere last Monday. Okay. We will be jumping a moving plane come Memorial Describe Day. Describe how... I can't tell you much about it. Uh, no, I, 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 I can't tell you much about it. It's cruising at 30,000 feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We're going... Uh, it's not just uh, simply uh, making a taxi. We're going to go to the plane. The plane's not going to come to us. We're going to go up to the plane. Yeah. So, no. You're going to jump from... The plane's uh, going to yeah. come down and then uh, it's going to fly underneath us as we fly over the top oh, of it, the plane. So... <laughs> is... is uh, Don't tell anybody. As far as, as, far as jumping goes, and, and like I said... I haven't been to an event. Uh, what, what are all of the, the different events that you can win in? Is there speed? Is there distance jumping? Yes, Personality. So we're doing a stadium setting here. So there's more going on in arenas. But at our stadium city setting here in Philadelphia, we will be doing three competitions. One being racing, which is one of my favorite because you can't take it away from me. I either beat you or you beat me. Right, yeah. Uh, number two is a two-wheel skill where we do anything in the truck that possibly get it up on two wheels, whether that be a bicycle up on the side two or the front two, what we call a moonwalk now, where you actually can balance it. We have gotten good enough to where we can balance it on the front wheels and work work it backwards and forwards all the time being on the front wheels. Balance it. Wow, that's yep. pretty backwards awesome. And so, forwards. Yeah. Yep, no problem. So, you can go, you and go, Michael Jackson would be proud. Yep. So yep. you can go from backwards to forwards? Yes, sir. We are actually making a move down. as well uh, where we go to the front tires, yep, and we'll move forward and then back up on the front tires, never, ever touching all four again. We wow. are on two wheels only looking straight to the ground. It's impressive. And then we'll set it down, go into a wheelie, and then do the same exact thing on the back two tires. So Man. We can actually double up that way. Okay, so there's uh, racing, two tires, and then Then we do everybody's favorite freestyle carnage, wide open, Yep. pedal to the metal, to see who can put on the best show and the fans right. judge. That's one thing that I love about it is you guys, the fans, are the ones that are going to decide who wins the show. And I'm nice. there to impress you. So, How long is the event? In two hours. We okay. always try and uh, events. Pit party is from one thirty to 5.30 on okay. Saturday. You can come down, meet us, talk to us. 
get an autograph, take some pictures, bring grandma, bring mom, bring whoever, bring the whole family. We'll do I, I would love to bring bring a grandma who do, ha, doesn't want to go loves at all. It. <laughs> loves it. What are you doing? Loves it. And uh, then, get in the car, uh, you old bat. <laughs> then at seven. Uh, we had the show, and that's when the wild craziness starts, 7 on to 9. So. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's absolutely. very cool, yeah. yeah. And you won't believe. You won't believe this stuff. I, I, if, if you're on the fence, just go do a search, Brodozer, backflip, check it out, and uh, I think and then you'll then be I'll sold. see you there on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, it's at the link. It is tomorrow, 7 o'clock. Um, question, what, what about... Um, what about inclement weather? What, what about rain? I would imagine. Oh, it we're running. You guys, as right? long as we don't have no light, no lightning or anything yeah, yeah. like that, we're we're running rain or shine. Okay, because so. it looks like showers in the morning, but the afternoon looks good. So maybe nice. So we have the best dirt, dirt crew guys on yeah. the market. They come out here. I've seen them a couple times this year. We've had some shows out in California this winter that were just downpour. Torrential. Aren't you afraid of hydroplaning? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Believe it or not, these things are actually extremely hard to drive in the. Uh, in the mud. No, well, kids, it's so. all about traction. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, it's just like kind of like driving on ice. But the the track crew guys, it doesn't matter if it rains or not. They're going to have a track 100% and awesome. be ready to go. And at the link, you've got yep. yeah, a little extra playing room. Uh, yes, so sir. tomorrow, 7 p.m. at Lincoln Financial Field. And uh, tickets are available at uh, monsterjam.com. Well, cool, man. We, you know, we're, we're fascinated, and, and we're glad you had some time to come in this morning. Awesome. Uh, good luck to you. Yes, uh, hope you have a good run at Monster Jam. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Colt Stevens. Yeah. Driver. Thank you, guys. Dozer. You bet, man. All right. With that, we are going to take a quick break and come back in just a moment. Uh, our friend Jim Brewer is going to be stopping by in a little while. We'll have the B-File before we get to all that. So stay with us. We'll return shortly. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more. Show your mom or the mother of your children that you love her to the moon and back with Steven Singer's beautiful I Love You to the Moon and Back diamond necklace for only $98. Free shipping, free personalized Mother's Day card exclusively at Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHStevenSinger.com. Preston Steve Show Podcast. A couple of mentions real quick of some uh, people that are in our studio. First of all, Holly has her birthday today. Holly Straub. So happy birthday. I think it's today or... It, it was last, last week. week. All right, late birthday, but happy birthday. But a very well-known couple to us now, Brian and Ashley Bullock are here. They're the couple that got married at the Cardboard Classic this year. And God was such a fan of that union, he made the chapel crash down on top of them. It destroyed <laughs> yeah. and fell apart right on top of them. It was amazing, though. It, it was very cool. It was great. So yeah. we're happy to have those guys here this morning. All right, let's get into the bizarre file, friend. No. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, this morning is brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston, Pennsylvania, offering mulch, topsoil, compost, decorative and crushed stone, grass seed, straw, and more. Mulch Works delivers to residential and commercial markets. Visit them online, mulchthis.com, or stop by in person to meet their friendly staff. Well, one swing and this guy was out. A 65-year-old Florida woman fended off. A five foot six, 300-pound attacker with one blow with her baseball bat. And yes, this is definitely Florida woman in the act. Florida woman, Florida woman. Uh, Antonio Mosley was wearing nothing but boxers when he attempted to break into uh, Clarice Ganey's car. She saw him through the window of her apartment before calling police, and she decided to take a crack at him herself. She said, I grabbed my bat, I braced myself, and I eased the door open. 
when she when uh, Mosley caught sight of her, he started charging after her. He was running towards her. Yeah, and little did he know, Ganey had played softball in high school <laughs> and wasn't rusty on her move. She took a swing at him and struck his head, leaving a lump. And she said, I quote, I took that bat and I hit him upside the head like pia. <laughs> and he said, ow. He said, ow, and there was brains are spraying all over the place. Uh, Mosley retreated to a trailer park where police tracked him down. Hang on, hang on. He's, he's charged. <laughs> you can't think so? Yes. <laughs> He's this is such a Florida story. He's charged with burglary and possession of drugs and is being held in the county jail. Upside the head, baseball bat in the head. Yep. Perfect. How about this? Crying and pooping. Two things that regularly happen in <laughs> high school bathrooms. Uh, but it's kind of hilarious if the two things happen simultaneously. 18-year-old Fabia Afrin was crying in her high school bathroom but had her emotional moment interrupted by someone violently pooping. And uh, she managed to capture the sound on camera and posted about it on social media. Do we have audio? I don't because they took the post down. Damn it. Marissa, I don't know. See if you can find it. But she managed. So here's what she tells BuzzFeed News. She said, uh, I went to the bathroom to calm myself down. And the next thing I know, someone's pooping very violently next to me. There's nothing wrong with that. But I just thought the timing was hilarious. So I decided to record. Uh, her video capturing the awkward moment had been viewed over two million times in Instagram. Oh my gosh! And uh, but but the time that this story came out, it was uh, removed from the site. Uh, she had. I thought when you originally said the story, I thought she was uh, she herself was poop crying. I guess there might have been both because there's a the, the a post that I see said that guys, there's a girl sobbing in the bathroom stall next door to me, and I have to take a record breaking s. <laughs> I feel bad I'm going to ruin her teen movie coming out of age turning point moment with the hellish sounds of this giant S. Wow. So, I don't know. <laughs> Quite a flair for the poetry. Yeah. I was wondering, though, with your with your, your bodily oh. systems, can you, for example, during sex, the corridor that leads to urine gets cut off. I wonder, can you effectively poop and cry at the same time? I'm sure you can. You know? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Uh, here's, uh, I think this might be, is this audio, Marissa? It's a little bit. Hang on. Oh, you can just barely hear it. Hang on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, th- that's visceral. Hang on. Why did it stop? Hang that's on. chunky soup. There's one. There's two. And then it stops. Yeah, it sounds like T-Rex. Have you ever... Don't worry about it. Have you ever had food poisoning? You can poop and cry at the same time. <laughs> I have. I've had it twice. You're right, Kathy. Two fearsome duck-eating piranhas have been discovered in a British lake, leading to fears that humans could be attacked next. Piranhas in a British lake. Yeah, the pair of razor-toothed fish, usually found in the Amazon River alongside anaconda snakes and electric eels, have so far been found in Martinwell's Lake near Doncaster. Uh, The sudden appearance comes as fearful residents have noticed a sharp decline in the number of ducks, ducklings, and native fish at the beauty spot. Hey, where are all the ducky ducks going? And uh, some people believe pet dogs or even small children crawling in the water could be next on the carnivore's menu. Where's little Reginald? Uh, People out near the lake added that they believe that the man-eating fish were dumped pets, which is probably the case. It's wild, though. You would think that is not the normal water temperature Mm. that would be conducive to a piranha, and yet they're... 
Obviously doing well, well enough to eat ducks. Experts say attacks usually take place when the fish are stressed, such as when water levels are low during the dry season and food is scarce. Chillingly, for parents, splashing has been known to attract piranha, (laughs) meaning any children playing or trying to cool down could be a target. Uh, But attacks on humans normally only result in minor injuries, but they are occasionally more serious and can be fatal. In 2011, a drunk 18-year-old man was killed in Bolivia by a shoal of piranha. While a five-year-old Brazilian girl died in 2016 when a grandmother's boat capsized during a family holiday in their water. I was watching a special about a piranha, mm-hmm. and uh, the, there are uh, you know little communities that live along the Amazon, and they'll go in and they'll do their. It, it depends on if they're in an eating frenzy. That's right. when you get that deal. But otherwise, you can walk through them, and it's not a problem. Right. Uh, the skeleton of a wannabe Harry Houdini has been found tied up in a forest with five handcuffs two years after he went missing. Uh, oh, well. A, a search for Ivan Klyacherev. I am going to be world's greatest magician. Uh, failed to locate the hiker and adventurer, but his remains have now been found near Moscow. It has now been four weeks. It is clear I'm not very good magician. Uh, cops say their main version is that the survival skills fanatic tried to recreate an escape trick, uh, but it went wrong, and he died in the remote location after leaving on a trip in May of 2017. I should have done card tricks. But they're also examining evidence that he was into bizarre sexual practices and could have died filming a BDSM experiment. Another line of inquiry is that Cherev. A courier was murdered, and the crime scene was set up to look like he had killed himself in a bizarre accident. So three possible scenarios. He's an escape artist. He's into uh, BDSM, right? Or he was murdered. Or he was murdered. His remains were found in a lying position, and he was handcuffed to a chain, which was secured around a tree. Close to his skeleton was the solo hiker's tent, and a camera pointed at himself. At the scene were five sets of handcuffs, three metal chains, six padlocks, and a book on knots. Uh, police are now examining the camera's memory card and his computer where reports say that there is evidence of his interest in BDSM sex. Wow. Some reports say that only his left hand was handcuffed to a chain attached to a tree. Detectives suppose that the man could have tied himself to the tree and have hurt himself too. Uh, but this is just one of several versions. Uh, a local man came across the gruesome site while out walking, spotting uh, the skull still wearing a hoodie. Uh, the rest of his skeleton was covered in leaves. Isn't that wild? Wow. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Uh, and I guess, you know what, we'll wrap it up right there. i got some other stories that we can get to a little bit later on in the program. Hey, real quick, I want to mention this. I know we made the announcement yesterday, but today is the last day. Uh, for you to donate blood and still be able to donate for our blood drive. So we have a save the date. The Preston and Steve blood drive is going to be Saturday, June 15th. And uh, we're going to be in a new location this year. We're headed back to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. And active donors note that the last day you can donate and still be eligible is today. So if you do have interest in joining our blood drive, which... We are going to do our best to make the largest in the country where we're just a handful of pints, handful of donations away. We're not kidding. And we didn't even know it. No, we they a, told us. We had a meeting about a month ago and the Red Cross said, do you guys know that you were, you know, like a dozen or 15 or 20 uh, units short of the largest <laughs> single location blood drive in the country? I think we lost to some dumb college in Tennessee or something. We had no done idea. it over like a weekend. Yeah. Yeah, we, we just had... did one day. Oh, F them. Yeah, so we can Higher do this. learning my ass. <laughs> so if you are interested in donating blood, uh, try and make an appointment to go today, and then you will be eligible to join us on Saturday, June 15th. 
Uh, well, you know, what? hopefully, what'll be the largest one in the country? What'll be good is that after today, if you hear us soliciting for it, you know, and you want to be a part of it, you cannot donate blood leading up to the uh, the blood drive. A lot of times, years past, you'd have to tell people what the date was. You will no longer have to do that. Yeah, it's a fifty-six day waiting period between blood donations. So yeah, just giving you a heads up on that. All right, so uh, let's take a break. Come back in a moment. Our friend Jim Brewer is going to be along in about a half hour or so. Yeah. Uh, we also have a few other people joining us today. I'll give you the full rundown of the guests in a little while. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. And by the way, uh, go fund yourself on hold today. It's Good Friday. It's company holiday. It will return on Monday. So that's why I'm not giving you the word right now. We'll do it again Monday. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Chester Bennington. Glorious Sun. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Uh, so we'll have, uh, we were scheduled to have Jim Brewer by in about eh, 10 or 15 minutes or so. So we'll bring Jim in when he arrives. Uh, in the meantime, we got some things to talk about. Uh, so it's another candy holiday this weekend. Another one. Yeah. So you have, uh, I, I think the biggest candy holidays. Well, there's three of them, really. There's Valentine's Day, there's uh, Halloween, and Easter. Diabetes Day. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Easter's a big candy holiday. There, I heard this morning a report saying that, um, I, I don't remember the exact number, but it was in the billions of dollars spent <laughs> on Easter. Really? So yes. does it eclipse well, the others? Uh, I, you know what? I don't know. I just heard that that was the number. I'm because not sure how it compares to the others, but they said everything is, from, well, it wasn't just candy. So it was everything from candy bikes, to, yes, to presents yeah, uh, and, and clothes played a big part. Yeah, that part crap. In it. That, and, much, and, that and gift crap. What, what about food too? Because a lot of people go out for a, you know, a Sunday brunch. And you know what? The other, yeah. So there was, um, 60% of the people go out to eat. 40% stay home and okay. cook. All right. And how much money were you saying? It was in the billions. Okay. Billions so- <laughs> and billions and billions and billions. All right. So let's let's focus on candy for a moment, though, because uh, there's a group called Retail Me Not who has done a survey, and they have found the most popular Easter candies by state. By state. By state. I strongly huh. disagree with Pennsylvania. I strongly disagree <laughs> with All right, Pennsylvania. So you guys are recusing yourself from the... Uh- yeah. Do you want to guess? I do. I do want to guess. Go ahead. You'll die. Is, it's a real, is it really bad? Just let him guess. Yeah, Stop giving him hints. <laughs> <laughs> well, both of you are scowling at the possibility. All right. So uh, I know it can't be like a Mary Jane bar. It can't be that low. So No, it's a, think of traditional yeah. things that you peeps? would have around Easter. So you say peeps. What do you say, uh, Nick? Oh, man. If Kathy hates it and you're anti-it, uh, it's not going to be a peanut butter egg. <laughs> no, that's uh, your favorite. Yeah. yeah. So um, maybe some version of coconut candy, like a Mounds or something like that? For Easter? No. Um, Case, did you already see it? I did not. So okay. I'm going to guess jelly beans. Jelly beans. Uh, no, none of those. Uh, according to this survey, uh, in, in New Jersey and Delaware are spot on. Yes. But <laughs> We're on Pennsylvania... The same page. Says Cadbury cream eggs. Oh, get the hell out! What the fuck yeah, is it? I agree. Like Cadbury the, cream eggs. I yeah. used to like the idea of those. But right. Then you bite into them. Agree. Yeah. And they're like, no man, it, it's it is it's 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 sort of whipped up insulin. That's hey, what it is. It's it's it too looks neat. Effing sweet. Got yeah. a little yolk, a little, little you know, or yolk. I'm sorry, I always say I <laughs> pronounce well, the L in yolk. It's a candy yolk. Yeah. Yolk. Yeah. yeah. But um. 
as a kid, you, you, I always got one. Or, or maybe you would get two, and yeah, you're like, oh, yay. And then you bite into the first one, you're like, oh, that's right. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. We're looking at a picture of this, Preston. That that looks like Peter North in chocolate. Oh, oh Jesus gross. Christ, you just said that. Well, it's not like I could hate him any less you know, or <laughs> any more, I should say. I um, mean, that, look at it. But the caramel eggs, I, can't, I don't know, because they have these, Peter but North. it's got a caramel or caramel, however you want to say it. Is that filling. better? I don't, I don't Peter know. North Cottontail, Preston. Oh, uh, God. There you go. There's That's your candy idea. line. You know what, Casey? Uh, caramel eggs would be better. Yeah. I would like that better than whatever that stuff is, the, the Peter North. Stuff. It's too stuff. much, though. I could even see, like, like I'm not a... To me, I'd like with the Reese's Pieces and the, and the peanut butter cups, okay, and the, and the regular cup, I could even take more of that in the <laughs> center of this. That, that gooey yeah. n- nonsense. So, uh, Delaware and New Jersey. All right. Is the Reese's peanut butter the chocolate? Peanut butter there you go. How do we yep. get boned out of that? I don't know. Uh, you know, I I blame the Amish. I, yeah. I think they took I think they took part in this, <laughs> and I think that they they don't. Uh, they brought us down. I think they did it. Uh, yeah. I think they brought us down. What about so we have what uh, the Zitners is the big uh... Zitners is uh, regionally is uh, was was a big one. Like Are the they bu- in Jersey? Uh, I don't. They're somewhere locally, aren't I, they? They're definitely local. Jackie um, Bam Bam lives for those favorite. freaking things. Well, so Zitners. My, <laughs> he loves the buttercrack eggs. I and love buttercrack eggs. He loves the buttercrack eggs. Just the eggs. way Jesus intended. But actually, my my uh, my brother's in-laws are very, very close with the Zittner family. Ooh. Really? Yeah, the, the people who created Baron von Zittner? But, but they sold it, so those people aren't associated with Zittners anymore. They they sold it and they uh, are a few in years ago. They're, yeah. I, I, what, what Zittners? You, you, when you go into the supermarket, there are those... They're just chocolate eggs, but they come in packs, right? Okay. Um, so oh, they look like locally about. produced candy. I mean, it's sort yeah. of like Goldberg's Jews or whatever. You know, yeah. y- you can you can tell that it's not a national brand. Okay, I don't mean that in a disparaging way. No. So here's in a how, local folksy way. Here's how it broke down around the country: thirty-two percent of states prefer Reese's peanut butter chocolate eggs. Seventeen uh, percent prefer Cadbury eggs. Sixteen uh, percent were jelly beans. I hate jelly beans. I, well, regular jelly I beans. I still yeah, love I hate, jelly beans. I freaking hate jelly beans. Starburst, Jelly Belly, hey, I, those are all good. Listen, the Easter, even those you don't like. Easter Bunny, no. Starburst, Starburst, uh, jelly beans. jelly beans, and, no. and the Jelly Belly jelly beans. Uh, if it's just regular Starburst, I'm down with that. My, but my regular, my Easter basket was full of dark chocolate. That's what I did, <laughs> or else I would threaten to convert. Ten percent are uh, chocolate bunnies, and then only six percent. And here's the the most sane thing out of here: only six percent of states chose Peeps, yeah, as uh, as the most popular. So uh, I think Pennsylvania's way off the mark, yeah. but you know, maybe there's always next year. Crock of crap! Our guest is arrived. Yeah. Going to be at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in AC this weekend. There's a couple shows Friday and Saturday night on sale now. Ticketmaster.com. Jim Brewer yeah. is here. Morning. It feels so good to show up at a station that has bagels and coffee. <laughs> we Do we have them out there? Are they out there? We ordered them. Yeah. All right. All right. No, you understand. We haven't had any yet. <laughs> when I go in, when I go into a comedian and they go, "What station?" They're going, uh, "You can tell right away by what's outside and inside." <laughs> when you show outside, and they're like, "Oh, you want something to drink and water?" Uh, let me go. And they go, "The sink." <laughs> Listen, you got to have a little presentation, right? Oh, and as yeah. soon as I showed up here, I saw the bagels and I went, 
Now. <laughs> now we're on a station. It's real. We're at, it's real. We're holding I'm up the Kenya. To 90 people here. Is, <laughs> is this, what is this? Homeless day? What's going on? No, it's just we're fans of the show. People? Yeah, All and, fans and, of the show. And some Brewer fans, absolutely. All right. right. Yeah, yeah. Your Philly hats on. They're all hopped up. Man, Harper put some fire under this Yeah, he did, didn't boy. he? Yeah. I've been watching every game. Yeah. I was watching you watching the game, and it's, it's you know, listen, there's no secret. Obviously, you're a massive Mets fan, and your yeah. purity, we appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I mean, and, you know, but when you see stuff like that, and what, it's just pretty wild, is it not? I feel like I'm watching Ali Frazier. This yeah. baseball yeah. this year is going to be Ollie Frazier every single. Here come the Braves and the Phillies. Bing, bing, pop, pop, yeah. pop. Go ahead. I don't. Re- I like it that the Mets are good, and I like it that the Mets are good while the Phillies are good. I don't care about the. I hate the Braves. Uh, and listen, I hate the Mets too. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I hate the Braves. The no, rivalry's good. I yeah. hate the Nats. Yeah. I I like <laughs> I hate it. the Nats, and I like Harper. As I'd never thought this happened. I hated Harper. <laughs> hated Harper. I like him as a Philly. Okay. Yeah. All right. He I... looks like a Philly. Yeah. He, he, I, I, even last night I was watching, I'm like, come on. As first time I had a look around, I'm like, come on, get a hit. And I was looking around. <laughs> <laughs> But, but to that, appreciating another team, and you know, listen, you can't argue with with the ability. What what was amazing though is when we found out, and the, the amount of money, oh, the amount of money is just. <laughs> well, he's gonna get a wake up call <laughs> if if come September he's batting two ten, uh-huh. hasn't hit a homer in yeah. like eight weeks. You're gonna see some really. <laughs> like Philly's not a town. Like you know, it's okay. We still we still support you. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> it's well, right, get so, ugly. well co- compare and contrast with with uh, with because I I grew up. I I was when I was in New York. I was a Mets fan. Yeah. And and uh, compare and contrast with the mindset of 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 a of a hardcore Mets fan, a hardcore Phillies fan. Are yeah. is there a clear delineation, or is it the same fuel behind mm, both? I think it's the same fuel yeah. because we don't live outside that world. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Mets fan like will never say I'm a New York fan. I root for the Yankees. It's, it's already <laughs> right. He's already out. Did you watch? Uh, listen, I know you're a baseball guy. So uh, did you watch any of the Sixers Nets basketball game last night? For about. Five minutes. I saw the third quarter. Okay. Uh, because I'm, the crowd was crazy. In the first half, it was a closer game, and the crowd was going crazy. And I thought, wow, like, this is weird because they used to be in New Jersey, right. and now they're in Brooklyn. Like, who are all these fans that are, like, so rabid for these guys? Especially the Nets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, I think it may be a Brooklyn thing, too. You yeah. just got a different demographic going there. I don't know. Well, you can only take so much disappointment if you're a Knicks fan. For You know, you just beat up for so many years, and then maybe you just, you're looking for some kind of a winner if you're Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't follow it enough to, to know. Or okay. care. The one I thing- would look, I was watching the Phillies, Colorado. Yeah. I was watching Dodgers, <laughs> and um, what the heck were the Dodgers playing? I don't even remember. Yeah, and uh, and I was, and also out of the corner, I I would hear guys going, "Yes, yes." <laughs> Where were you at home? Uh, no, I was uh, in Philly last night. Yeah, okay. And so I went downstairs to the bar, and that's so great. You had all those different. Games I had on. three different games. And if you're a baseball great. fan, like how wonderful is that that you can key. In, you know, 
some guy last night for the Dodgers had these glasses on. I don't know, so who is this animal going <laughs> seven innings and almost hitting them? Uh, the Brewers, Dodgers, Brewers last night. Brewers, that yeah. that's what I was watching. I was hoping Yelich would knock one out, but whatever. so wait, do you are you when a game's on at home or whatever? You are you just immersed? You're you you persona non grata. You you just hide. yeah, but I I I backed off of getting that emotionally attached in the early yeah. Eight, I learned. Listen, April is uh, evaluation month. Okay. So now you know as Phillies, you go, okay, where's our weak spot? Is it, I think it's middle relief, right. or maybe we need a maybe we need a starter. The Mets are, ah, we, I don't know. It could be the starters, could be middle relief, it could be a lot of things. I don't know yet. So I don't, I don't lose my mind. Where well, last year, Mets start off twelve and two. I, I had World Series shirts. <laughs> I hear that though. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Philly's kind of the same way. We were in first place lead, you know, all the way into August. I'm like, oh man, I had, I didn't even, I, I had no idea. Right. And then September happened. You're like, oh, that's right. <laughs> this isn't a playoff team. <laughs> it's a long season. That's when you. Yeah. All right. So yeah. I, I, I love baseball. Yeah. Um, and so my son plays, my nephew plays, and I can watch baseball pretty much at any level and and really really get into it. I can't do that with other sports. And, Me either. Okay. Can you I do can. that with baseball? Oh, I am there in yeah. baseball every single level. My nephews play. I I go and I show them how to pitch and we get with coaches. I watch every whenever I got my bike in town. I see a little league game. I go and pull up and I watch the game. Okay. Wow! I, do, you, do you do you play in any like weekend leagues? I only play. No, I don't have time for weekend. But yeah. I do play <laughs> fantasy baseball yeah, league. Yeah. Which, if you're a Phillies fan. You should really look into that because um, there's some great Phillies in Clearwater that you go on. You, you're with the team. You're in the locker room with the Phillies that you grew up watching and all that. And you play for a week competitive against each other. That's why we did Clearwater for the second time this year just passed. And, and it was honestly, I was reticent to go down and do it because I'm like, well, what are you going to get from this? You go down there. It's a blast. I'm going on five years. And I can honestly say that you would flip out. It's the it's the only thing I look forward to every single year. Really? I, you, I went on tour of Metallica. All yeah. I could think about is, I got nine months to get ready for January, and then get it, and I got to start working on my mid abs so I can hit lower balls. Uh-huh. <laughs> is it with the Mets that you do it? Is it I do with the Mets. Port St. Lucy is that? What yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd like to. I'll, you could do it with other teams. I want to do it with the Phillies because I like the Phillies, and I wouldn't mind trying maybe like the Dodgers. They have some cool old. Players. Players that I that how's, I know. How's the Mets f- uh, facility there? Because the the Phils have a top notch one, but it, the Blue Jays have a terrible one, and they're just up the road in Dunedin. I I know exactly where they're at because I used to uh, I used to live down there. Oh, um, did you? Yes, I was down there with Darren Dalton days. Oh, oh sure, okay. Yeah. Yes, and he would tear up the town with one of the Hooters. He was <laughs> uh-huh. huge. One of the original Hooters is right there. Yeah, I think it, right. it wasn't just one of the Hooters girls. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite a scene when I moved down there. <laughs> and they got you got Hulk Hogan. You know, he's uh, apparently living going to the airport. They got some interesting characters. Down yes, there. Yeah. yes, and Crook Johnny was always down there with his five with his huge belly. He. <laughs> I loved John Crook only because he defined, yeah, yeah, this is how I look. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Take it or leave it. Take yeah. it or leave it. Yeah. This is how I look when I play they, baseball. They must be fan- Are you friends with any of those dudes? I'm sure they're fans of your stuff, some of those guys. I don't really. Some of those older players. 
The, the, the Met guys, yeah, yeah. And some of the... Yeah, there's some older ball Who from players. the Mets are you, like, old? Because, I, 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 you know, I was, I was there for the uh, for the 69, uh, you know, Ron and... Swoboda's there. Oh, really? Yeah, Ron Swoboda's okay. there. Well, Ron Swoboda's legendary for that diving catch. Yes. I mean, it, it's funny how one moment in time... Changes your life. And changes that's your... Everything. That's what he always says. And he's I nearly he's, broke both elbows when that happened, attempting to replicate that, you know, <laughs> over and over again. Well, here's what's funny. When I go to the camp, you have all these older ball players and how it works. Like say you're a diehard Philly fan, you go down. I don't know how the Phillies camp works, but the the old players, the ex ball players, are gonna manage you. And then they watch you for a day, and then they draft you. Oh wow. And you wait for the draft really? and then you start playing double hairs. And I'll tell I don't know if they have money on it, but there's nothing funnier than watching Ron Swoboda going, up for crying out loud. You got you where's your zone today? You're killing my picture. I mean these I've seen these guys throw their hats down. I've seen there was a fight last year. Really? It was, Awesome. That's funny. Mm-hmm. It was wow. awesome. But they you never lose compete. it. They never lose. I mean, we, we, no. we have, you know, veteran uh, Phil's players who come out, you know, and, and, and interviewed for the show. They, the passion is still there yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I challenge people it. are weird. They are. If I, and they, they just like challenges. Like, uh-huh. I, I just got to do this thing with with, jo- with John Franco, ex, uh, you know, ex Matt. And yeah. <clears throat> as he's leaving, I went, John, I, I got to be honest with you, man. I just. I'm pretty confident I would crush you in wiffle ball. <laughs> <laughs> you would have thought I said something about his mother. <laughs> he turns like, I'll take you out. And he did. His eyes changed. His whole demeanor changed. I'll do any day in a week, man. You want to do a charity event? Whatever you want to do. I'll, I'll swear to God. You want to play stickball? I said, I can hit you stickball. Oh, my God, man. It makes them nuts. That's Jim, funny. We had, we had uh, Cal Ripken Jr. in studio one time. And... Uh, he was in the in his last All Star game that he ever played in. That he got grooved to pitch. It was right down the middle, and he hit a home run. And I asked him about it, and I and I sort of framed it in a way. It was like, yeah, it was yeah. kind of a meatball, you know. He took such offense to me asking this question, and I I was asking it as a baseball fan, and I love Cal Ripken Jr. And it was not as if that notion had not been it was not an original put out there before. But, but he yeah. got and he's like, you ever try and hit a home run? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, can you hit it out of the park? I was like, no, Cal Ripken Jr. <laughs> Sorry, I asked the question, but but to the Franco thing, that his eyes turned. He took exception to my question. Yes, well, that could have been from his head or whatever he's been taking for the last three four years. He <laughs> <laughs> trembling. What's going on? What's going with that who's the biggest character you've met, you know, sports-wise? You know, who's just... Well, he was in the past. Okay. In the past, it was um, uh, Todd Hundley. Really? Huh. He played for the Mets. He was the... He was the... One of the most wildest human beings I ever... <laughs> oh, that's... Listen, I'll tell you why. Give us a story if you I'll give you the very PG. <laughs> he comes to see me at Caroline's on Broadway, New York City. This has got to be mid-90s. Okay. And um, he's like, come on, we're hanging out. And he's, he's, <laughs> his his uh, wife was there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so much I can't say. Okay. All I can tell you that a couple days later, Bobby Valentine, the manager of the Mets, goes, well, if one of our stars would get more sleep in the paper, all I can tell you is by the time it got light out, we were 
still raging. <laughs> I mean, raging. Round two. It's all right to have beer and shots with eggs, right? <laughs> and, and he had to be at the ballpark, I think, by 10 a.m. for oh, Jesus. a, oh, Jesus. For a one in the afternoon game. Yeah. I was dry heaving watching that game. Wow. And I think he hit two homers. Yeah. Wow. There were some, you know, the, the, this, the sport in particular is replete with stories of people who operated that way. I mean, yeah. you look at the, go back to freaking Babe Ruth was, was always. Mickey Mantle. Yeah, yeah, Mickey Mantle. I mean, that's, you know, and, and that, for some reason, that's why baseball movies about players yes. like that do, are so good. Yes, because, you know, you never see that in, oh, my God, thank you, I love you. <laughs> Marissa just brought some. <laughs> I haven't had any caffeine this morning. This is fantastic. She came in the nick of time. As soon as I sat in his chair and it's low, I kind of feel like a child. I told my first story and now my belly's full and I'm starting to get tired. You're getting fussy. I See, I don't want to say like baseball doesn't... Is not a um, it's not a tough sport to play, but I I think it lends itself to, you know... Party a little bit more after the game because it's not like you're not running and gunning the whole time like a basketball player, football player, you know. You can stand in the outfield (laughs) (laughs) and just go, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're exactly right. And they probably have it down to a science by who's pitching. You're like, okay, Cicero's Arietta. He, he doesn't give a fly ball. A couple more shots. This is talk to a couple more chicks. And there we go. <laughs> and then, okay, and then this guy's pitching, so I'm only going to bat like twice because he's just plowing. This is good. I can survive today. We had a story. Uh, well, in, in, who, who, was, who smashed the TVs, Nick? Oh. Um, it was in the clubhouse. Oh, they, were, they, were, they were playing video games. Who was it? Who was it again? Yeah, Santana, yeah, 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 Carlos Santana. Who, so, but to yeah. that point, where, where even while the game's on, they're playing video games. We had heard about that. Yeah. Was it the the Red Sox who, if you know, the pitchers weren't pitching or whatever, they were they would duck into the clubhouse and 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 drink during the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. during the games. Like, so, right, to, you know? to your point, yeah, there. If you if you know how to play it right. And you know who your who the opposing team is and where your your breaks are. Yeah, <laughs> I always it's always amazing. Have you ever noticed too? A lot of times your team will play the worst team ever, and they suck. <laughs> right. Like why aren't you scoring? Because you're like okay, I can relax tomorrow playing the Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as we get out of there, Fitcher's only going to last five innings so I can sleep to the fourth inning. Yeah. And then the manager will start yelling at us, and then Franco starts going up and down. And they go, come on, man, come on, man. And, we, and then we'll wake up. Okay, let's do this. It's true, it's true. Hey, I wanted to ask you, you had mentioned the, the Metallica tour, and uh, you had gotten in touch with us when you made the announcement that whole thing was going to be happening. You were part of the opening act, yeah. quote-unquote, doing some game shows and stuff like that. Did that all play out the way you hoped it would? Would it end up being a, a, a really good success? Greatest gig ever had. No kidding. Life. You have Greatest a special on, on Patreon, don't you? It's yeah. A, it's, it's, it's a documentary of your yeah. of what you were doing. I, I, I got to check it out. It, it looks like you were just having a blast. I can honestly say, out of everything I've ever done in life, that was hands down the greatest gig I ever wow. did. In life. And and the how it all happened, right? Like it, it was James Headfield reached out. March of last year, 
he was in Europe. They were touring Europe, I think, and they said, hey, uh, would you be interested in um, doing a tour with us? And that's as vague as it was. And I now they saw me at Rock on the Range, and yeah. I do great in the rock festivals. And when I was finishing my set, I remember Hetfield and a couple guys were on the side of the stage. Like, man, you should tour. Oh, man, our crowd would eat you up, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I didn't really think much of it. And then... He said, don't get it. I got excited. I went, oh, dude, I'll kill in front of you. I know that audience and I'll kill. But in my head, I was thinking it's the end of the arena. Yeah. And it's a perfect setup for stand-up. And we'll have the two screens. That'll be great. And then um, he goes, well, don't get excited. Haven't asked the band. Haven't talked to the band yet. And uh, we don't know what it is yet. I don't know what it is. A couple weeks later, hey, what about characters and uh, T-shirt cannons? Now, okay, <laughs> I need to readjust. I, right. Yeah, it's becoming a different thing. What do you mean characters? Well, I maybe you walk around the arena and a character, and oh, that's going to get violent. Yeah. It's going to get violent. <laughs> if I, I want to throw something at a guy yeah, 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 yeah. walking around as a character, I'm going to hit him. Yeah, hit him. yeah. Um, <laughs> You're just being honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm 38, and I'm drunk, and I haven't left my wife in, for three days and seven years, and... I'm out on a bender, and I'm waiting for them to play No Remorse. I'm going to hit this guy. <laughs> He's walking around in an outfit as a character. Right. It's worth the night in jail. Yeah, right. $2,000, I'm out. <laughs> so how did it morph into what it, because it became? Lars. Lars, I flew out to see, I flew out to see Lars. He doesn't know. I totally knew when he was in town. Yeah. And I said, hey, if I have meetings on these dates, are you around? Bling, yes. I flow out there. I get my day with him. I go to his house. We're overlooking the bay. And uh, I got to wait in this big top floor and wait on top of his castle. And, um, <laughs> you know, would you like tea? Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Lars will be up here. Okay. <laughs> and he comes up and he goes, um, this is exactly what he said. I'll never forget. He goes, here's the deal. <laughs> No matter how many times we get bands, nobody goes to see the band. It's a bummer for the bands, a bummer for us. So what we're looking for is a fan experience. With <laughs> the air quotations. Yeah, and he yeah. goes, you know the band a long time, but the most important thing is you, you don't have to be funny. Tell stories. Why are you here? Get a DJ. Can play songs. It's your thing. Go do what you want. And I went, how much time we got to figure this out? He's like, you know, we start in like uh, five weeks. <laughs> and so I was creating all these things. And he also said this, just know this, most likely you might not have more than a thousand people out there when you're out there. And I went, oh my, I didn't even, I didn't even think of that. Right. True, yeah. I didn't think of that. I'm yeah. thinking I'm walking out of there. Ah! Right, right. Like, guys, 10,000 people, what's up? <laughs> and I can honestly say by show two. It was 10,000 people right. every wow. single, right. every... Did you have to adapt what your original plan was once you Oh, God, you... yes, after yeah. the first night. Yeah, the yeah. first night, the, the, the way that what, they were very adamant, and I can honestly say, as, as friendship, more things, Metallica's agenda was, yes, to entertain the fans, but they clearly said, we want our fans to get to know Jim Brewer. Okay. Oh, man, that's, that's that awesome. was that They were like, we love you, we want, we want everyone else to start to know... Who you are? How, How cool of them to do that? Yeah. Man. How well did you know the band prior to this? I'm. I we. I go on vacations with 
like me and the head fit. My kids. That's pretty cool. In the house, they'll say, uh, oh, I got a text from Mrs. Hetfield and Hetfields. And, and we, they grew up together. So they're like cousins. We're almost, James is like an older brother to me. That's that really almost, cool. That almost places an extra bit of, so. So now I had the pressure of. Yeah. He's sticking his, I better come through here. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, and I, you know, I probably never said that anywhere else. The more I'm thinking about it, I put so much pressure myself because I didn't want to fail him or them on this project. So it was never about, hey, I'm opening it. <laughs> it was, oh, my God, this is Lars wants a fan experience. Yeah. And if I can pull this off without getting booed off the stage, right. it's a success. And I think the greatest thing for me, no matter if you saw it and hate it, whatever, it doesn't matter. The last two days before the show ended, uh, one of the little interns, uh, one of the workers came up to like, Lars would like to see you in the food room. <laughs> I went, oh, okay. <laughs> I go in, it's all black curtains, and he's eating like yeah. a king, and he goes, sit down, we haven't seen each other. <laughs> he goes, do you think this would work in an arena? <laughs> like a stadium in Europe. And I went, oh, wow. <laughs> and I said, listen, man, I'd love to. The the ego in me would go, hell yeah, but I, listen, no. Yeah. You, you not think it's happen. intrinsically a domestic thing? It has to be a different. No, yeah. two, two things. A, I'm in an arena and I know they're American. Yeah. Yes. And I was able to leave the arena. Like, by, by show eight, I was going in the crowd. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can go in the crowd and pick people out and have a field day. And this is all I could turn on the lights to section 201. Right. I fear none of you. Um, (laughs) And that was huge. I can't do that in Europe after Ghost has played for 45 minutes. (laughs) And they're from Belgium and they've been drunk since October of last year. <laughs> it's yeah, uh, no, I, I hear you. It's got to be a crowd thing. I, yeah. I, in, in this business, we're lucky enough to be able to meet bands from time to time. And and um, I did a meet and greet with Metallica once, and I've never seen a band, especially a band of that stature and that size, treat their say. fans as well as they did. I was so blown away because everybody that's in that meet and greet yep. has a metallica story that they want to share yes and those guys sat there and listened to every fan's story and they went around the room and they took the time to listen to what the fan wanted to say to them i was so blown away at how cordial and respectful they were of their fans it really impressed me i love the new album yeah love the new album and one of the songs on there here comes revenge that's my favorite i love here comes revenge it's not played on the radio i think it should be that song came from a meet and greet. No kidding. And this guy from Belgium. The story's unbelievable. We're, we're, we're working on something now where we where we did a we documented these fans that went to every show from around the world. They were at every show. I became friends with this group from Sweden and and uh, New Zealand and Australia and Canada and England and it was and they were at every show. These Norwegians and this guy had this tragic thing happen in his life. It was so overwhelming. And he goes, I told James, and he said, wow. The fr- he told them the story of, of I, don't, I don't want to bore you yeah. guys the story, but long story short, James went, wow, I, I, my first response would have been, here comes revenge. And he was off to the races to write that song. Write the so song. the yeah. coolest thing was the last show, and it sounds corny, but I got goosebumps thinking about it. This guy hasn't seen the song live, and he flew in from Belgium, and I... 
I knew it was sort of on the list, and I went next to him, all excited. I was looking at all the other people. I went, it's coming, it's coming. And they started playing the song, and he just, he came alive. Long story short, he lost his daughter to a, a drunk driver. Oh. And and um, he goes mm. to the shows to, 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 to feel his daughter's spirit and blah, blah, blah. And, and he just sobbed. Oh, my God. Oh hysterically it was over and you see all these people just holding him and dude it was it was not so and then all that came from a meet and greet wow That's crazy. and just like you said they take the time with everybody who meets them it's not and i've been on meet and greets it's all right don't look out don't talk to me go on the billboard sure i get going i remember one time can't go Oh, I get it. Your wife died. I get it. Your kid has polio. I, I get it. You're dying in three months. You got brain cancer. Keep the line moving. Everyone's dying. Everyone's sick. You're right, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, from what I understand, James is a very, very interesting human being. I heard is he, he's a beekeeper in his off time? Yes. I drank his honey last night. What? What? I sh- oh, that came out wrong. <laughs> I drank James Hetfield's honey. <laughs> came out real bad, boy. That's a new one. That's there's a gift for you. Yeah. For all you guys did for me. That's a song that's, title. That's my <laughs> drank his honey last night. That's the next hit on the new album. <laughs> yeah, you drink my honey. <laughs> so hot and bittersweet. <laughs> Can you feel the sting from behind? <laughs> yeah, swallow money. <laughs> swallow, swallow, swallow money. That's great. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, dude, that could be a hit. That could be a hit. <laughs> I think it just became a hit. Uh, Did you see him in his performance in the uh, in the Ted Bundy movie? Oh yeah, no, he's right. he. Um, <laughs> I remember he f- did. No, the one I didn't see. No, he told me about it before it happened. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I just remember busting his chops for them showing up to the, uh, you know, w- w- the premiere. Yeah, and I'd even mentioned the mu- the movie. I just talked about how goofy they all looked with their. <laughs> Dopey Hollywood clothes. <laughs> Although he looked good. He, did, he yeah. always looks good. Yeah. But I was busting his kids' chops and his wife's chops. Like, oh, are we all Kardashian? Oh, look at us on the red carpet. That's fun. You know, we also wanted to ask you, did you see, because we've been talking about it, did you see on uh, Netflix The Dirt? Yeah, the Molly Crew, Molly uh, Crew movie? Thing? No, I haven't. Yeah, I was, I'd was. be curious. How, how, I, uh, I waited on it. Uh, I just watched it the uh, day before yesterday, and having grown up in that era, I loved it. I, I uh, thought it was a lot of fun. It's not I'll right in your wheelhouse. Are, are no, you, I, no, it was in my wheelhouse. Fan? You were a crew fan? I was crew in the beginning. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. crew all the way up until um, uh, Theater of Pain. Okay. okay. Use it or lose it. Yeah. Whatever that album was. I think you might it's like good it. because there's a lot of fourth wall breaking and it doesn't take itself way too seriously. Well, that's good. So I, I it's heard stories from Tommy Lee. When, when I was on Sunday Light, Pamela Anderson came on. She was still with Tommy. Yeah. Tommy was a fan, and we hung out once or twice, and he'd tell me stories. And you know when you want to hang out with an idol? Yeah. But as they're telling the stories, you're going, oh, my gosh, should I notify authorities? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> or do I want to stand on the side of the stage at the next crew conference? Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Can you really? share any of those stories? Yeah, I can share one that just, I, it defines humanity. Uh, male, female, females out there just basically goes, oh, dude, yeah, we used to go, we used to go mudding. I was as we go mudding. I go, oh yeah, I lived in Florida. He goes, no, no, no. We would all bring this chick in a hotel in this one place. We'd always ask for a place with a chandelier, and she'd tire. You know, we tire up the chandelier, then we'd pop, you know, bottles of champagne, and then then it would create an animal. Oh my god, mudding, mudding. My hand to God. Uh, no, well, I could wow. never make up a story in like fact, that. In fact, in the movie, they've got stuff that sort of approaches it. Oh well, <laughs> Mud And I look at and every time my girls are like, Dad, I'm going to go see, uh, you know, the Chesavez and Chevelle this weekend. No, you're not. Yeah. Don't go mudding. <laughs> wow. My God. I mean, yeah. <laughs> How do you get... How do you get there as a huge, how, how does a, well, I wouldn't yeah. say a female, how does a human go, yeah. okay, here's what we're going to do. Right. You want to meet the band? Yeah. Yes. We got to stick a bottle of champagne up your pooper, and we're going to tie you up, and then we're going to spin you around. You're going to poop all over the place. The guy's going to laugh hysterically. <laughs> They're going to do a lot of drugs. And then if you make the round, then they bring in another chick. What? And we'll see if you make the best 10. Are you into this? Absolutely. Oh, God. Like, God. is that chick out there marching today? I don't know. Yeah. Right? Quite possibly. At a different time. It was a different time. Oh but you could tell oh my people would not know. believe it. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is unbelievable. I've never heard of money. No, that's... <laughs> Apparently, no, neither did Tommy Lee. Yeah, yeah not the hand of God, man. I did not make that story up. Wow. No, I, I have every confidence. I, that wouldn't true. be in my further... I've been high in my lifetime. I've never even came close to imagining that's what you could do to another human. Wow. <laughs> and that's the downtime. That's the wow. downtime. Yeah. How, how bored were they to get to mudding? You know, like yeah, that's another. We're, well, we've done everything we could. <laughs> we've skydived through them off planes where they can land it on our donkey. <laughs> what else do we do? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, come on, man! It's crapping all over the. Day. Do you know it's very telling? We, we had a story. Let's um... go, <laughs> I got an idea, guys. <laughs> Whoa, that's brilliant! Let's try it. That's insane. There was a story. Maybe we could get some of that Hatfield honey. We're talking about there's a point of contention about the classic <laughs> snorting ants eyes <laughs> deal and lapping up pee thing. And, and it's depicted yeah. yeah, it in, it in the movie. And, and there was a point of contention, and we were talking Ugh. about with Kathy. You remember we were talking about yeah, the, the point of contention was that it was an ant. It yeah, was, it was spiders. Vivian, Vivian it was, Campbell said that he was there, and he saw it, and he said it was a spider and not ants. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. You know what? You ended such a phenomenal debate. We're going to hear from guest speaker over here representing the Democratic Party. Right. You claim it was spiders. <laughs> 
The Republicans are liars with their end prophecies. They were spiders. Oh, my God. Now we know what's really going on. Drain the swamp. <laughs> Fake news. These damn Motley Crewers, they're part of the problem. But then By they the talked about the pee, and they're like, no, no, oh, that was true. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that, that definitely yeah. happened. What was the pee? Uh, so- Ozzy whips it out. They're at, a, they're at a pool. They're like at a Holiday Inn, and he just pees out on the, on the you know, around the pool, and then leans down and starts lapping it up, and they were trying to outgross each other. Oh. So Nikki then goes, okay, watch this. He whips it out, and he does the same thing, although before he can get down to lap it up, Ozzy jumps down there and starts swimming around in Nikki Six's oh. yeah, puddle. And- Ozzy, I show you, you stupid Yankee. Yep. <laughs> I'm from England. I'm from Barrick. <laughs> We used to wear heavy shoes on us. These guys have been around 200 years. I've seen this many times. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go mudding? <laughs> What's that, Oz? God, I love your, your story of hanging out with him. It's just, oh, just priceless. Which yeah. one? What? The clink, 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 clink. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So many great stories. By the way, I need to mention, uh, Jim is doing, uh, now they're saying it's a residency yes. at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. You're playing... means a lot of shows in the next six months. Yeah, All so right. you're, you're playing, you're doing tonight and tomorrow, but there's more shows that are going to be announced soon. Yes, but not for a while. Not for a while, okay. So it's not going to be like every month. All right. But there will be some announced for different dates. All right. It's what? A- they're going to be different shows. This is I'm always different every 6 months. So like even we- the, even my album, wow, see I plugged that. Even the um <laughs> the music. No, no, no. I, a comedy album just came out. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. that was off the li- that was not planned. Portland. So, Portland. Yes. Yeah, so none Maine? of it I always do different shows. What? Maine or Oregon? No, Oregon. Okay. Yeah, Oregon. Sorry. Yeah. So so what what about the music? And what about your your, your talking oh, about the I'm rock league? Yeah, are you? Yeah. 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 It was fun though, right? It was it was the greatest time ever. If if I became huge yeah. and I start playing arenas, I would use that to open up for my stand up show. Okay. okay, and I would dress as a character. You won't know it's me. Okay, all right. I'd, come, I'd redo <laughs> all the songs. Yeah, and I would have the theatrical show that I had planned for it. It was always a theatrical show. It was supposed to be. Uh, Rock of Ages, but of metal version of, I got a, of a guy with a family and blah blah blah. All right. So, but yeah, no, it's it's, it's exhausting. I yeah. would imagine. Yeah, you know, when you show up and there's twelve people there and you're paying, <laughs> this guy's like, "Can I get a hotel room with a tub? <laughs> I like taking baths." <laughs> what? <laughs> I only eat, you know, vegetarians. So that's why my food bill is always super expensive. Sorry. Man. <laughs> It's, it's too much. It's yeah, 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 yeah. Well, listen, you want to get the tickets now. Okay. This is exciting. I, was, I don't recall lapping up piss anytime. <laughs> uh, you know, you told me. Have you watched the new travel show? Excusing me, Jack. Yeah, with Jack. That's a great time. <laughs> and Jack and I. I'm glad we have a translator here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the traveling show with Jack. It's actually good. Yeah. Who's the I was sent to Italy. They went to Italy one yes. day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, my God. Listen, I want to remind people to get the tickets. They're on sale now. Ticketmaster.com. And, of course, there's officialjimbrewer.com as yeah. well that uh, you can get tickets through. Do not but... our next tour will have James's Honey part of the meet and greet. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> oh, Guaranteed man. to make you say, yeah, ooh. <laughs> Listen, dude, it's awesome to see you. Thank you. Thank you for coming by here. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm going to play a little bit of that Metallica song on the way out that you were mentioning. Here comes the dude, revenge. Listen to this song. Okay. And let your listeners say if this is a keeper. All, All right. right. This Definitely. is a. Mo- Are we playing the whole thing or just this part? No, nah, just this part right now, but we will get you to gotta it. You got to get the riff in. Okay. Dad, give it at least a minute. All right. A minute. All right, Casey, yeah. fast forward it a little bit uh, here. Come so on. We can, so we can. Does our fast forward great... thing work on there? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on here. All right, let's All right. to the riff. All right. You get you blew it though. We blew, blew it? it? No, no. You you got listen, this is okay. great. But there's the hook of the uh of the guitar coming up. It's such a this should be a baseball song. Your team is down, and now you're going to come back and win. Tell me. Jim is jumping around the studio. He is hands in the air. And Harper drills one in the center field. One run comes in. Here comes another one, and the Phillies take the lead. Turn it up. I love it, man. Dude, it's a monster. It's badass. It's a monster. All right. Next time I'll tell you the story of how they play that live now. I don't think it's gone because of me. (laughs) All right. right, Very good. Jim Brewer. Hard Rock in Atlantic City this weekend. Tickets available. Ticketmaster.com. Look, he's got a standing ovation in the studio. We'll be right back. Stay with us. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So our next guest is going to be at Helium Comedy Club. We love having him in the studio. He's been here a few times and glad to welcome him back. Once again, Alonzo Bowden is here. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Wonderful. Good to see you again, Good man. to be here. Good Absolutely. to be here. What's going on? Uh, we're just riding out the week and having a good time. And... All right. Then. We're doing it reverse. I'm asking you the questions. Yeah. So, well. <laughs> we appreciate that, honestly. The onus is on us far too much. It's a nice change. Yeah. How about a question for us now uh, and then, God damn it. No, no. Yeah. Hey, yeah. It's cool to see you back, man. No, it, it's good to be back. Brewer just left, who's, who's a buddy of mine. I, I love Jim. But I was like, man, they're going to be so disappointed. Like, I, I got no Metallica stories. Like, I, I got nobody famous that I'm sitting here telling Jim Brewer stories. That's what I got. Well, let me ask you, who do you, uh, so he's obviously in the world of rock and stuff like that. And he's got, the, you know, the people that he's, 
he's been fans of and has worked up relationships with. Who's who's in the uh, who's in the the posse for you? You, you know who I get in the, in the music world, jazz people. Like oh, you're I'm, a jazz I'm a fan. jazz fan. And just... I've met and become, I had become friends and known people that I would never expect to like, like Marcus Miller, the bass player is a good buddy of mine. You know, I've met Herbie Hancock a few times, wow. George Benson. Genius. The thing about meeting George Benson is every time I meet him, it's the first time I've met him. <laughs> he has like, no he, idea. No, no, because <laughs> I'm not a musician. Okay. Yeah. So he doesn't remember me, you know? So it's like every time I meet him, it, you know, his son's like, yeah, we already met him. Uh, <laughs> he's phenomenal. But uh, yeah, he's amazing. Just... And the most amazing one I met, I met Quincy Jones. Oh, right? Wow. Did this event, and and Quincy Jones couldn't have been cooler. After the event, he's hanging out in a bar with a few of us, and he's just telling stories. Right? And he's but got him. When Quincy Jones tells stories, they start with you know when I was with Sinatra, right? When yeah. I was with Michael, when I was with Bono, when I scored the Olympics, blah blah blah, right? <laughs> yeah. And it, but he's not bragging like yeah. this is his life. And yeah. I told him, I said, you know, the greatest story I have is meeting you. Like I'm going <laughs> to yeah. have to tell you stories about when I met Quincy Jones. Uh, yeah. yeah. At what level are you at where it's not even name dropping anymore? You're just telling stories. You Quincy Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you, it's. There's still a lot of people who I meet or I hang out with or I know that I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not supposed to know you. Like, I'm yeah. not supposed to be just hanging out with you. So so that's that can be kind of weird, like when you're friends with movie stars. But I knew him, you know, like Ken Jeong, for instance. Yeah, yeah. You know, I knew him when he was doing comedy as Dr. Ken, like right. when yeah. being a doctor was his day job, right? And now he's a movie star. So I... I might be with him, and it's funny how people react because I'm like, no, that's nobody. It's just Dr. Ken. <laughs> yep. right. And I'm like, oh yeah, wait, you are somebody now. You know, when you when you see so, when you start with someone who who started in their in the embryonic stage of their career, and now they become somebody, your point of reference is, oh yeah, that's that guy. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's cool though. It it's uh, like, do you I get starstruck? Talking... Oh yeah, absolutely. You do absolutely. Because yeah, he seems they're... like such a like a composed guy and media yeah, guy. Yeah, no, but there are some people you meet, especially if it's somebody I think who you looked up to before. You know, and then you meet them. The the uh, I met Kareem, that, wow. you know, and that was like wow. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like man, you you know, you meet Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's like, what do I talk to this guy about? <laughs> yeah. What do I Airplane. say to him? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. You know what it was? It was motorcycles. No kidding. Yeah, because I'm a, I'm a motorcycle nut. And, We've talked about that. You're right. you're hardcore. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. And he had. Um, been given a Harley, like when he did his retirement tour, when he played Milwaukee, because that's the home of Harley Davidson, they gave him a Harley. What kind of Harley? And, is, does, it, does it have like the wheels of like the old penny farthing? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was yeah. it. Yeah. He was talking about how he could never ride it, yeah. you know, And yeah. but it was really funny. So that's when you're you're just randomly thinking like, am I really talking to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar about Harleys? You know, but but yeah, so, so I have those moments. So like I, I was talking to you guys about off air. I'm doing Alice Cooper's golf tournament. Which is so cool. Next weekend. But not only is it cool, I'm just thinking, like, when they called, I'm like, how does Alice Cooper know who I am? Like, that that just seems weird. But he actually, they're like, yeah, he knows who you are. He likes you. I'm like, all right, good. Well, I ain't wearing makeup. (laughs) All right, I got to ask you what your golf clubs look like because I shook your hand when you came in here. 
And you've got gigantic mitts. Yes, just, yes. Yeah. I, so I, my golf clubs are an inch over in length, okay. and they have uh, big grips on them because I have big hands, and and it provides zero help. You know what I mean? It's like I, it, it's not you, like you said you're not very. It's good. not like that was the problem. You know, like oh well, he had if he had better grips on the club, yeah, he'd be, yeah. no, no. It's a, and and I knew a, uh, I was talking to a guy who was a golf pro. And he's like, yeah, you know, the thing about golf is uh, most people just really aren't that good. He, he's like, you know, they spend a lot of money and they buy clubs. And, they got, and he said, good. well, the thing is, that you're, you're just not that good, yep. you know. And I was like, all right, I can live with that. Yep. Yeah. So, well, then you it know. gives you context. I assume you were, you were, you were catching all of Tiger's success. Oh, yeah, it's just that, it was pretty amazing. Have you ever met Tiger? No, I've never met him. But yeah. the amazing thing is I've done a number of these golf tournaments. And I have, I have been around champions of every sport like like i remember one i was hanging out with dwight hicks who won four super bowls with the san francisco 49ers and tom sneva who's won the indy 500 twice uh two tall jones who was with the you know great amazing at you should hear them talk about pro golfers (laughs) they have a reverence for golfers yeah because golf is the one thing that so few people master you know what i mean so they're They've done all of these things. They've won championships in all these sports, but they're like, oh, but God. So Tiger to them, like, oh, Tiger. No, he's. But you know what? That makes sense because. What he does is absolutely incredible. And it's like, you know, you won the Super Bowl four (laughs) times. Yeah, yeah. But Tiger. Yeah, right. And I'm like, wow, because I got six good jokes. That's the only reason (laughs) I'm here. I I won last comic standing. Does that count for anything? (laughs) But if you stop and think about that, that's that's their release. They all play golf. So that would make sense that the person they're going to be in awe of is the person who super excels at the thing they find so fun and zen-like. Right. You know, you you admire the best at, you know, the thing that amazes me about golf, pro golfers, like when they hit the ball, they actually know where it's going to land. They would take a couple of yards. Yeah, they know. know? And, and, you know, and, and I love when they hit it. And it goes off into the trees because I'm like, yeah, I got that shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they'll hit it out of the trees, and they're aiming for something. I'm, I'm like, I just don't want to hit another tree. Like that's <laughs> the aim. I'm trying not well, to hit another tree. They can correct their mistakes, you know. For for you and me and most, it's uh, you, you end up in the woods at least once around or twice around or five times around, and then uh, you make a following mistake, and then another mistake after that. They end up in the woods. And it's corrected immediately. Yeah, I once my friend told me that my golf shoes should come from Eddie Bauer. I can see this. You just stay stay away from the fairways. Those are those are safe when you play. Uh, Preston, real quick, how many golfers will will uh, play in any given tournament? Uh, one hundred and fifty, maybe okay. something like that. Yeah. So, so that's the difference there, Steve. Is is the the football teams? There's only thirty two in the league, right? Uh, so only one team out of 32 will win. Tigers beating consistently 150 or so different players per tournament. So I, well, know, there's he's, way he's, more competition out there. He's actually beating everyone in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, in golf, like, if you have a yeah. handicap and you're, everyone is ranked. So, yeah. like, when you're the number one golfer, like, like, you're the number one golfer of all the golfers that's a good point. in the world. That's a good right. point. So, yeah. so, and that's not true of, I mean, other sports where you certainly can, can excel. And, and you were mentioning great, great athletes. But at least there, there is an actual ranking system right. that puts you 
uh, in, uh, undisputably uh, at the uh, you know uh, uh, at the at the at the top of the list. Right, right. So if you meet, okay, so we're in Philly, right? So if you meet Ben Simmons and it's, Ben says, "I'm a better basketball player than you," you be no, you're not, right? But if you meet Tiger and he's like, "I'm a better golfer than you," you're like, "No, you're not." He's like, "No, yes, I am." There are numbers. Check. There's a list. I actually am. I can prove I'm better. Than you. Here you are, and here I am. Yeah. Hey, Alonzo, you had mentioned um, last comic standing, and so you were in season two, and that's where I was introduced to you. I didn't know of you, but that was in 2004. It was right, right, fifteen yeah. years ago. Um, there were some really great comedians in that lineup, and I, I got the um, the Wikipedia here. So John Heffron, who we love, we've had yes. Gary Goldman. I he uh, that guy has become one of my favorites. I am in the such a, a friend and also a huge fan of Gary. We we Gary may be arguably the smartest comic I've ever met. He's so good. I mean, but I mean, like, he's like, when I say smart, I mean, like, Ivy League. Yeah. Smart. Like, his casual reading is Shakespeare. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're just reading that for fun, huh? <laughs> just catching up, you know? No, he is a But he beats guy. himself up. He, he we, beats yeah. himself up. For yeah. a guy who's smart and good-looking, he beats himself up all the time. We all do, but he... He does it, but he's public about it. Yeah. But he's also public about the recovery, the yeah. treatment and recovery, and what he's doing right now. Um, his talk about depression and and everything it's set. It's brilliant because yeah. he's taken a topic that is so heavy and and scary for people and secret. Yeah. And so, he's making it public and making it funny and making it okay. Yeah. To talk about. Yeah. So, so I love Goldman. He's a great guy. He subtly brought it up in a joke that he has this amazing joke about Trader Joe's uh, where he just kind of slipped, slipped, uh, slipped or slid in there his bout with depression. And it was, you know, it came in and out. And, and you know, if you weren't paying attention, you, you probably missed it. But uh, it was it's such a great joke. But he's also got this amazing joke about, you know, how they came up with all the abbreviations for the, the alphabet. The stuff abbreviations like bit. If you are listening to this, Google Gary Goleman and state abbreviations. It's one of the funniest things oh, just it. ever. Yeah, he's he's great. Any more comics you want to bring up <laughs> yeah, other right. than me? Well, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm kidding. No, but I was going to say, kidding. Casey no, does it, that periodically. We had, yeah, yeah. we had a great run. It was uh, Kathleen Madigan was on yeah. with us, Tammy Pescatelli, uh, Corey Holcomb, Todd Glass, Ant, Bonnie McFarland. Yeah, we had a blast. And you made it to the final three in that one, man. And then I came back and won season three. Yeah. Which I always like to remind Heffron because I won so much more money when I won. They like they raised the prize amount and I, I won five times as much money as him. And I like to remind him of that whenever possible. Let me ask you something about the friendships and camaraderie between comedians who are coming up together. I mean, that they're you know, I did comedy briefly. Well, for about nine nine years. And and uh, even at that time, there are comedians that I just keep in touch with. And there's just something that you there is a an un, an unspoken and you pick right up even if you Oh yeah see. there's there's a camaraderie like when we did last comic we we literally lived together for a month and shot the show for for the better part of a year so we all really bonded but yeah the comics you come up with the ones you do open mics with right. or there was there was a bar um called Dublin's in Hollywood it was a giant Irish bar on sunset literally right between the Laugh Factory and the Comedy Store and we would work out there on Tuesday nights like it was like working out material 
And the people who were there, like now it's funny because the fans look back and they're like, that was unbelievable. But it was I was there. Dane Cook was there wow. as he was becoming Dane. Sebastian Maniscalco was there. Dr. Ken, Craig Robinson, Bobby Lee. This was just the weekly lineup of comics. <laughs> we were coming up. We were starting to develop names. Dane was, was already really becoming a star. That's when he was, you know. Oh, and, the place. And let me tell you something. We had more MySpace friends <laughs> between us. Oh, we were blowing it up. You know, who knew? <laughs> Let me ask you. how. So with that, you're doing your own comedy, but I think probably the comedians you're coming up with and spending time with the with in the clubs shape your comedic voice as well, right? Because you're, you're, you're kind of relying on them a little bit for feedback, or do you? No, no. I think we each were... No, you know what was happening? We were each developing our own voice. Okay. Because I think this was in that period where most of us had been doing it probably between five and ten years. So so we're good enough to be working. We're yeah. working full time. But you don't really know who you are yet. Okay. Right? So you're... Yeah, you were still... So we were still... I would say we were still developing our own voices at that time. There, there might be some influence one to another. I'll tell you, one of the things with Dane, I knew Dane was going to be a superstar because people were already copying him. Oh, you know what I mean? Like off. people, like he wasn't super famous yet, but people, were, you could already see other comics like you're doing Dane, like yeah, you're yeah. doing his persona, his act, and stuff like that. You know, I, I try to do. The Asian thing. I was following, yeah. you know, Bobby Lee and Dr. Ken, and I, I just, talked about how my mother didn't want me to do comedy, but uh, no, it just didn't catch on. So, just, you know. Yeah. Same um, audience. Yeah, they, they just, they weren't buying it. They saw so. through it. I wanted to ask you, going back to the motorcycle uh, thing, we had uh, um, we had a guy in here earlier who, who there's Monster Jam truck shows in town, and they got, you know, these big diesel vehicles, and these, he drives a vehicle called Brodozer, <laughs> and uh, it does backflips and all this crap. But I brought up the notion of the electric um, the electric vehicles, and there's a, an article out today about a, a car that has 1,900 horsepower. Uh, it just, it, it's just, it's, you know, it's the fastest car for sale, for street, yeah. legal car ever made. Um, on the motorcycle end, on the electric stuff, does that... Hold any um, thrill for I've you? ridden electric bikes and driven electric cars. It's it's not as much fun. You know, you know I was the, wondering. The electric stuff and, and a friend pointed this out to me. I was always like, mm, there's something not right. And he said, Well the difference is you like engines, this is an appliance. Ah. And it was like that's what it is. It's very smooth and refined. It works great. Yeah. But it doesn't have the visceral qualities of a, something with an engine yeah so the rumble that, the, the, the rumble, reaction the yeah. feeling yeah, yeah some vibration everything else so yeah so i still they got the speed though like oh electric is instant yeah. max torque i yep. mean it's it's fun but it's almost like it works too well i wow. like the distinguishing be, uh, an appliance i think yeah and, and, that's, and I've never i had never to thought that of that but yeah. when he said that i was like yeah that's exactly yeah. what it is so so i'll never get the tesla endorsement so thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're just killing all oh, it's, it's pretty much, it oh i gotta do Preston and steve it's in case i have any business left <laughs> i'll just drop in every six months and, and just keep peeling off another one <laughs> now, now i know I, I know you like the uh you know uh, ducatis and you like these uh, uh performance bikes yeah uh is, is there anything 
anything outside of that? Uh, that oh yeah, I have an well? Indian. I got I got an Indian. That's my cruiser. No and, kidding. And I love it. Yeah, I'm a big. It's a different. It's a different kind of vibe, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, like I was telling a friend, she said, "Well, well, how do I?" I said, "Okay, so a Ducati, it's Italian, it's fast, it's you know, it's it's." I said, "So that's like driving a Porsche or a Ferrari." Yeah. And my Indian is like driving a Lincoln or a Cadillac. Okay. Like that's the difference. It, right. It's just big and comfortable. Do you do long road, like road touring? Yeah, I've ridden across country. I, I rode coast to coast. Uh, did a did it on a BMW. BMW bikes are just like their cars. Yeah, yeah. fast, comfortable, high tech. They they work. And I yeah, so I rode L.A. to New York. Uh, there's a big event called Americade up upstate New York, uh, Lake George, every June. Um, and, and, you know, I've been performing there, but now that I've done Preston and Steve, I can expect <laughs> that to come to an end. Uh, but, but I rode from LA to the event. And How many hours a day? Phenomenal. I probably rode about, um, eight, 10 hours a day. Wow. I, you know, wow. it's fantastic. One, one of my favorite people is a drummer from the band Rush, Neil Peart. And yes. He's, uh, yes. He's, he's he wrote a, big... a great book called Ghost Rider. I've read it. Yeah. I loved book. it. And he, he drives a BMW. So yes. is that like the touring bike of choice? Yeah, BMWs are great touring bikes. I mean, there's other ones. Honda yeah. makes a Goldwing and, and Harley makes a big electric glide. But, but like I said, BMWs, it's a great combination of of the mechanical and the technology, just like their cars. It's you know the bike I was riding. I said, yeah, this is like a two wheel five series. Just, you know, it, the thing about motorcycles is, I could go out and get one if I wanted to. I've got the means, and that's a wonderful position to be in. But I've always been a little intimidated of the etiquette. Am I doing this right? I'm out on the road. You know what I mean? It's it's a club, even if you're not a part of a club. Yes and no. It, it That used to be that more not, so. Should that not deter someone? No, from... don't let it deter okay. you at all. all right. That used to be more so. There used to be a lot more of, you know, like like people who ride used to wave to each other. Yeah, I would see that all the time. And, mm-hmm. and now that's more gone away. And uh, the other thing is, like, the Harley world is a world unto itself. Mm-hmm. And that that's opening up some. But it was almost comical to us, like... Like, I get it. You love your Harley, but you know what? You're not a hell's angel. Like, stop. <laughs> You're not beating anyone up, you know? And and let me tell you something. You can't walk around in chaps and tell me you're tough. <laughs> All right? Just, no. I'm not. Well, uh, our, our our boss is is a Harley guy, but he's not, you know, he, he likes the touring aspect. Yeah. He, he likes to take long trips. And there seems to be, like, to the, the book you were referencing, Preston, there's just something innately... Um, zen about it and get, you know, and just, I mean, it, it, there are very few experiences like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's it. Exactly. It, it can be a meditative type thing, you know, but, but I just love being on a bike. I love everything about it. And, and I love every kind of riding. Like I said, sometimes people get into, well, I ride sport bikes and cruisers are for old guys or I yeah. ride Harley. And I'm like, listen, man, if you on two wheels, just enjoy it. You know, yeah. I got a little Honda 125. It's like ah. a little mini bike. Yeah, I got a Vespa. And, yeah, and and it is a blast. It's the, fun I, to run around a neighborhood on a little tiny motorcycle. You know, it's like you feel like you're a kid again. My is, brother had one, yeah. Is it a good place to come up with uh, comedy material? Oh, is yeah. You, your, yeah. Your mind starts in, working in my helmet. When I'm alone in my helmet, I come up with ideas. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you just showed me, I just showed a little video, little video of me on my grind. grom. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. But, yeah, yeah and um, it's it's a place of silence, and my mind just kind of works, and I come up with ideas. You ever thought about doing a, a comedy tour? 
on a bike? We are talking about it. Um, man, this is great. I get to plug everyone who helps me. So there's a company called Alpine Stars that they make all the gear, jackets, gloves, et cetera, et cetera. And we're talking about doing a video where I do some riding and I just ride to a show and, you know, you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they're going to follow me and video that. And it, it'll be so that'll be a lot of fun. And like I say, I get to perform shows at big motorcycle events. So, Have you ever done Sturgis? So that's fun. I've been to Sturgis twice. What's it, that like? Insane. Uh-huh. We know it was to what level of insanity? You can't describe you can't it. Describe you it. can't describe the scale. So this guy told me, he said, you know, if you ride once in your life, you got to go to Sturgis. So I, I was invited by Indian, by Indian Motorcycles. They were doing a new bike. They flew us in, loaned us the bikes. You get there, it's a half million people. And the woman who picked us up from the airport, she said, well, you know, normally in South Dakota, we have more cows than people. (laughs) But for the two weeks of Sturgis, we have more motorcycles than anything. I've never seen it where they take over three different towns, become all motorcycles. So Sturgis is the main town, but there's also Deadwood. And then there's there's another one where the... um, where Mount Rushmore is. I can't remember the name of it. But but all of Rapid City, Rapid City, South Dakota. So all of these become a population of motorcycles. People rent out their front lawn <laughs> to people in tents camping out for this motorcycle thing. And um, Is it communal? A communal very feeling? Very communal. It's not like it used to be. Like in, in the 70s, it was a lot of badass and this yeah, and that. Yep. Now... That like the Hell's Angels have a a store where they sell T shirts. <laughs> wow, and, you know, so it's like that's oh, a little, little corporate, huh, fellas? <laughs> little maybe maybe not going to kill me. They're like, no, buy a shirt, be good, you know. So so there's still a little bit of the crazy drinking atmosphere, but it's more like just a big vacation for people who love bikes. Yeah, and and it's beautiful riding out there. Is there but, a lot of lot of swapping and shopping and stuff like that of of of, of bikes? Or is there a lot of motorcycles? No, nah, there's there's some motorcycle shows yeah. and stuff like that and uh but it and there's a race, you know, it all started around originally there was a dirt I didn't dirt know that. track race and that race still goes on. But it's more just the the volume of people just, you know, Hundreds of thousands of bikes everywhere you look, and and you know that, and then there's always things you see that you can't unsee. Okay, so, <laughs> that's that's what I wanted yeah. to talk about. Let me tell you, give, give right. us give us a flavor of first of, of all. That. And I found this to be true in so many places. People who are anxious to get naked are not the people you want to see naked. <laughs> mm, thank you. Okay, yeah. so like when you see boobs that were great. In the 70s, you know, hanging out in 2015, that's not the same as it was in 1975. You're like, can I see it from 75? And then so we rode past and it was like it was called bikini bike wash, right? Girls in bikinis washing bikes and we 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 go past and we all stop and we're like did you see it yeah see did you how could i not see it what would you guess i'm saying she was in her eighth month the woman was pregnant in a bikini washing motorcycles yeah see and that stays with you when you see that you're like yeah okay i'm good i can leave now i've 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 maxed out on that so yeah you do see some crazy Stuff but that's like that. worth and going to see, you know. There's I mean? another thing that's funny. There's there's not a lot of brothers at Sturgis. Really? Right? Not a lot. Right. You know, there's some. So 
I was there with a, with a guy named Alan Lane, who happens to be from here. He's from Philly. He runs a motorcycle magazine and stuff like that. So, so Alan and I are walking, and this guy, and he was really cool, right? Older white guy, and he just looks at, hey, hey, you guys all right? And I was like, yeah, we good. He's like, Good to see you here. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for the welcome and letting us know. Like, we were like you know, it's 2017. Right. Like, we, we could know. But, but it was funny because he was being cool about it. He yeah. was like, in other right. words, he was in his like, context. Yeah, in his yeah. context. He was like, hey, you're cool. We're happy to have you here. Yeah. We know it's not necessarily your scene, but welcome. <laughs> so that, it, was, it was so cool. And... Alan and I were having more fun with, we had the representative from Indian, right, who couldn't have been nicer, but she's, Indian uh, is part of Polaris. They're based in Minnesota. She's a nice Midwestern (laughs) white marketing woman. She knew motorcycle, but she's in the middle of this thing. And everywhere we went, like there's lunch, and me and Alan look at it. What? No chicken? <laughs> Why ain't there any chicken at lunch? What? Brother can't have chicken. And we kept doing that. We destroyed the poor woman. But like, she probably liked black people when it started. But by the time we were done, she was like, "Can we get rid of it?" No. It was. It was fun. But that is a that was a crazy experience hanging oh, out at Sturgis. I love it, man. Listen, unfortunately, we got to wrap it up, Alonzo, but we're glad you had time to come by here. This was again. awesome. It's always thank, great to see thank you. Thank you, guys, and thank you for allowing me to mention as many brands as possible yes. we'll keep as I try to get free merch. Products well, coming yeah. to you, man. Just send in the podcast. You want to yeah, you talked about it. Yeah. Good luck in the Alice Cooper golf out. That's going to be great, yep. and and it's going to be a great weekend at Helium. And I see yes. you got your Phillies gear on. 70s. Are you a Sixers fan? Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah. Season ticket yeah. holder, yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Clippers guy now. Like, that's the only la team i've adopted but i'm a big fan of ben simmons yeah that guy is amazing to did you, watch did you watch last night yeah he had pretty monster game yeah but when you watch him live it's like watching liquid pour through the court i mean he's effortless the way he moves so yeah. so good luck thank you and, thank uh, you yeah this uh, is it's gonna be fun Alonzo's gonna be at helium as he had mentioned and uh there's uh, two shows tonight and tomorrow 7 30 10 p.m heliumcomedy.com get those tickets great to see alonzo Thanks thank you guys alonzo Bowden, guys yeah! Yeah! We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Make sure you stay close. Jackson's Jeep Club and Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram presents MMR's Mother's Day 2019. Get dirty and get your Jeep on at Bridgeport Speedway, Sweetsboro, New Jersey, Saturday, May 11th. 15 bucks per Jeep gets you in and a go at the custom dirt obstacle courses and mud pits. Join us for another great day with our Jeeps in the dirt and mud. Plenty of room for spectators, too, with free parking. There'll be hundreds of Jeeps on site, Jeep parts to win, and you can even score MMRBQ tickets. Plus, cool vendors and food trucks, including Two Street Sammies and DHY Motorsports. MMR's Mother's Day with Jackson's Jeep Club. At Bridgeport Speedway. Tickets on sale now. WMMR.com for complete details. From Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're selling excitement. And 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. By the way, we're going to move the, the bizarre file to the next segment because I'm, I'm really interested to talk to our next guest in the event that they have coming up tomorrow. Uh, but a piece of audio that I don't want to let get away from us. Um, 
you know how we do uh, birthdays in the morning. Yes. Uh, we mentioned celebrities that are having birthdays uh, when we're waiting for you to answer our stupid trivia question. Uh, sometimes news stations, local news stations, will. Uh, I'm just going to roll this. Yeah. yeah. So this is a this is a uh, female anchor or show host who's uh, wishing a happy birthday. Birthday call. And uh, we'll just let this speak for itself. Let's take a look at birthdays and anniversaries. In the meantime, happy 80th birthday to E. Norma Stitz. Uh, <laughs> no, Norma no. Stitz. Listen, it, that has to go through so many people. Like. How did no one catch that, or Here, did they all? I, I, I will no. tell you why. It's, 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 I think she was like the weather girl at, at, a, at a little rock station, no. and it's, you know, 5.15 in the morning, Dude. and so someone puts, you know, phones that in. But, no, but, but what I'm saying is it has to go, like, that was up on yeah, a board somebody's for them. Somebody's got to type that in there. That um, goes into their rundown, and then she reads it. Steve, I love the fact that they left the E in there, <laughs> as opposed to just Norma Stitz. No, yeah. E, Norma, Norma Stitz. Stitz. Well, let's take a look at birthdays and anniversaries in the meantime. Happy 80th birthday to E, Norma Stitz. Uh, Quitman, happy birthday to you, Miss E, Norma. Hope you have a wonderful Miss day. E, Norma. Oh. And somebody made that graphic, too. Yeah, Yeah. there were several people involved in that. Several people. (laughs) Wow. Oh, that's awesome. That is just awesome. All right. So our next guest at this event, they emailed us and we're like, you know what? Yeah, we got to talk to you guys because this is uh, something really uh, cool and different for you to do. If you're looking for different, we got different for you here. Uh, The event is going to be tomorrow, by the way. At the 23rd Street Army it, Ar- Armory, it is the Philadelphia Oddities Market, and it's an all-day event, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., and we would like to welcome uh, the co-owners of Obscura Antiques and Oddities here this morning. Yes. <laughs> we want to welcome Mike Zahn, first of all. Yeah! And then, Megan, I'm not even going to try to pronounce your last name. What is it? It's Oceanbine. Oceanbine. All right, so that's spelled that way. But all right, thank you very much. So we have Mike and Megan. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Nice to be here. They're wonderful. We are happy to have you. All right, first of all, so you're the co-owner of Obscura Antiques and Oddities. Where is that? Um, Obscura Antiques and Oddities is in New York City. We're located in the East Village. Uh, oh, okay. Do you always talk like that? Uh, I do talk like that. Do, okay. me, do me a favor. Do me a favor and say, paging Mr. Herman. <laughs> paging Mr. Herman. <laughs> <laughs> The telephone call at the front desk. Uh, I think you're you're in the village in uh, in East Village, yeah, yeah. On Avenue A. I think, yeah. Uh, are you a fairly a fairly big place there? It's not huge. Okay. Uh, the shop's been around for about 24 years. Uh, also, I used to have a TV show called Oddities that was on the Science Channel. A lot of people know the shop from that. Okay, okay. maybe that's where why it's familiar. Yeah. So so and and explain. We know, but explain in general the, the the breadth of what the oddities are that will be available tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, it's going to be a good event. We have about 70 vendors there, uh, old dead stuff, new stuff, all different kinds of odd stuff. Um, right. I brought a few pieces to show items that we'd have this kind of stuff, um, but we have all different kinds of things. Um, Meg actually is one of our vendors as well. She uh, has a jewelry line that uses... A, well, maybe you could probably talk about yeah, it. Yeah, what do you tell us, Meg? I make stuff out of um, 
animal bones that are ethically sourced found. I work with a lot of animal rescues so that uh, once they... And that's they, why the animals go missing. <laughs> <laughs> once they die naturally. Like, okay. I have a starling skull around my neck right now. I saw that. So, so that is a bird skull. Yes, that's a starling. Uh, that's on, like, a uh, an onyx uh, background with this really decorative jewelry around it. That's pretty cool. Yes, thank you. Yeah. So you make things like that or you just sell or both? Uh, I, make, I make everything that's at my booth. I also frame, like, real insects like uh, butterflies and do wet specimens and stuff like that. I do a little bit of everything. Wet specimens? Yes. Please explain. Have you been, like, to the Mutter Museum? Of course. Okay, so things in jars. I work with a local animal rescue. I I can't say who they are, obviously, but, like... um, When TNRs happen, yes, with trap new to release. My wife does uh, her okay. charity is based on that. Yeah, so, uh, hang on, TNR, TNR. Uh, you, trap you, new to release. Just, yeah, we got to speak uh, uh, for the layman's if right. you would please. Okay, okay. So when um, stray cats are picked up for a trap new to release, they do spay the mom cats whether they are pregnant or not. I take the babies, I preserve them, and then they get sold. There are people that collect these things, right? But a lot of the money from it goes back to like. Um, Cat food, dog food, blankets, things for the rescue. So okay. I do okay. put a lot of money to help the animals. Okay. Right. Not That's everybody good. sees it that way, but I get right. to educate a lot of people. Okay, cool. All right, so things like that. What else, Mike? Um, also, Megan mentioned that the Mutter Museum will be there, uh, which is a block away from the event. They'll also be there with a booth with some of their stuff, I believe, and maybe even a discount uh, ticket for their museum as well. Okay. But you'll find uh, medical stuff. We have um, skulls, bones, skeletons, uh, natural history, things of all kinds, uh, all legal, of course. Right. Prosthetics. There'll uh... be prosthetics. There's, I know one dealer brings uh, glass eyes, uh, a bunch of... Um, there's actually one dealer I know is bringing a couple skeletons, at least okay. one or two skeletons, like full, full, legitimate, um, full uh, legi- human skeletons. Human skeletons. Uh, what do they go for? We've always heard that they can be pretty expensive, like a full, intact human skeleton of a, an authentic. Oh, dead absolutely. Person. Um, well, the skull itself. I mean, a skull, a human skull, yeah. is a, like low ends, maybe like four, five hundred dollars, but they go up into the thousands. Wow. Also, that'd be you, Nick. Right, uh, uh, different size, yeah, yeah, different, yeah, yeah. I got it a depends, huge head. It depends on teeth, uh, how many, how much uh, the skull is there, if it's cut or not, the age. Uh, also, all legal, by the way. People often ask, like, oh, can you legally have that skull? Oh, I thought um, you said all eagle. No, <laughs> no eagles at all. Yeah, E A G L. Could I donate my body to that? To, you know, like I, I hear people like <laughs> not tomorrow, but like I hear people donating their body to science. Right? Can I donate my body to oddities? Uh, you actually can. Um, there are people ask me that all the time about having their skull or skeleton preserved. Yeah. There actually are legal ways to do that. Um, your body cannot be uh, embalmed or anything. Um, and there's there's a few places they call them the body farm. Uh, there's one in Tennessee. Yes, where they, they uh, sure. people who are studying decomposition of bodies will uh, will go and and they'll actually put. You know, for 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 detectives and things of that nature, and 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 then I guess the scraps get sent to you guys. Well, yes and no. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But they 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 put bodies in different situations to see how they decompose, to see how the insects get to them, to help with crimes. They'll put them in trunks of cars, rolled yeah. up, buried. Sure. Um, you can actually arrange with them to have your skull returned to your family or whoever. Or, Mike, yeah. how much of your uh, inventory comes from hunchback grave robbers? <laughs> uh, none of it, actually. Highly okay. illegal. I'm okay. actually very careful about that. There are some skulls you cannot have. Right. Like, uh, what would they be? Uh, indigenous Americans, Native Americans. Okay. Uh, that's been federally protected since, like, the 30s. You can't have that. You can't disinter a grave. That's also a felony. But in the state of PA, you can you could own a medical skull, no problem. 
All right, and uh, Meg has a skull right here in front of her. Tell us a little bit about that, please. I actually bought this guy from Mike. He's geriatric. and I... I'm not geriatric. <laughs> he has no teeth. There's yes. no teeth, yeah. The skull is geriatric, not Mike. Uh, so I bought this from him, actually, at the Philadelphia Tattoo Convention back in February. Sure. Can you hold it up? I can't quite see it there. there. Yeah. See, no teeth. Wow. No, wow. Yeah. Isn't that adorable? He's that's uh, that's interesting. Do you uh, now? What do you do with something like that? Is it mainly just on display? I'm a collector. Okay, there is more dead in my house than living. Wow. How many how many skulls do you have? I only have three human skulls. So I okay. have a fetal human skull, which is very small and fragile. Or right. else I would have brought that. I have this guy here, and I have a partial skeleton that's missing the arms and the legs. Now I just began collecting in the last few years because I acquired cabinets to put them in. But right. That's always the big thing is where you're going to put store your skeletons. My, my <laughs> uncle had a skull. It was real. And because uh, I remember when I was a kid, I never asked how he got it or anything like that. Maybe it was a cousin of mine. I don't know. But uh, I remember being fascinated by it in that I would look at it and go, who was this person? Yeah. This was a human being. This was a soul who walked the earth for a certain amount of time. Did things like that pass through your mind? Absolutely, and I try to honor them and protect them as so. That's why I put them in nice glass cabinets and such. Mm-hmm. Right. You wouldn't want it like in a yeah. duffel bag would be a little bit of an insult, right? <laughs> yeah. lot, Do you know who that was, though? No, I don't. A lot of these things come from, like, teaching colleges and such that have, like, maybe gotten new collections or they've been handled too much, and they end up selling their their things, and they end up in the hands of people like me and Mike. Aren't most skeletons collect. used, like, in medical colleges these days, though? They're, they're, they're made of, like, uh, fiberglass or something. They're not, they're not real. Yeah, a lot of the newer ones yeah. are, are plastic. For, right. for many years, uh, skeletons were coming out of India. They had a huge industry that lasted till about the mid-1980s. Uh, China, after that, it took up the, you know, they were also exporting a lot. But it's a lot harder to find them. That being said, they're still, I mean, still making them. Same make and model. You know, there's yeah. still a lot of bones out there. So... But, yeah. Besides dead stuff and other things like, you know, uh, occult-related and things of that nature, what else do you have? Uh, also, I brought today uh, actually a Ouija board. This okay. one is actually from the 1890s. This is one of the – from the first years they started making these things. That's pretty cool. And the Ouija board was actually wow. – it was actually a, a product of – was it Milton Bradley yeah. that made the first? Uh, no, actually it was a company called the Kennard Manu- uh, Novelty Company. Okay. Charles Kennard in Baltimore in 1890 and a guy named Elijah Bond uh, – invented and patented a board which we know as the Ouija today. Um, actually, at the event, the Talking Board Historical Society will be there as well. It's a, Actually, I'm on the board directors, but it's an organization about the history and uh, preservation of the discovery and the preservation of the history of the Ouija and talking boards. We don't do the occult part so much, the spooky bits and that kind of stuff. Not you know, so much. Kathy can't go anywhere I'm near not that. Not you know, to, so. yeah. Can I see the, uh, oh, the stylus? Yeah. Yep. That's oh, the man. planchette. The board itself is from about 1891. Uh, the planchette's probably about 1919, 1920. It's called a planchette? Yeah, it's okay. French for little board. Okay. My mom's going to be so mad at you. Wow. This is, <laughs> it's really cool, man. Yeah, go sold separately. It's that one's yeah, yeah. And so, on Good Friday, no less. Yeah, yeah. He's going to summon some demons. <laughs> but they'll be there. They'll have boards, uh, historic boards on display. They'll have... Um, boards for sale and merchandise as well. I think stuff that's like, you know, that you go in and someone has something cool on their coffee table. Where the hell did you get this? I mean, it was like tribal things as well, like tribal, like, uh, like uh, uh, you know, like 
For ex- Trilogy of Terror, there's the classic little, <laughs> you know, Zoomy doll or whatever it is. Just stuff like that. You know, We'll those... have some of that there, too. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we also have a few dealers who do it medical and scientific, you know, the medical stuff. One guy, his entire booth is old apothecary stuff. Wow. Um, I bought this pair, this uh, set of rectal dilators from him from, like, the teens, which were amazing. <laughs> rectal Ooh. dilators. Hang on. You tell. Um, yeah. It's a specula for your butt yeah, yeah. is what that is, right? Basically, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. back, back in the day, there was what they... Trying to dumb it down. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had this thing called the, the Comstock Laws. They couldn't sell, like, naughty stuff through the mail or anything like that. You get arrested. So That's the bitch. You can't find a good rectal dilator on Sunday. <laughs> well, they made a medical. So he has all sorts of weird medical things, intrusive, horrible things. <laughs> okay. here's Now, let me ask you. Legitimately, if you yes. would have one of these, do you remember, you, we've talked about the origin of the term... You know, or, Origin of the terms blowing smoke up our ass. Yes, yes. And they actually used to do smoke enemas, and it was it was kind of quack medical. It was considered a, a, a legitimate procedure, but it was eventually deemed that it did nothing for you. Do you have anything that they uh, from that realm? Uh, blowing I smoke don't up your have ass? any rectal smoke blowers or anything. <laughs> now right you're now. on a mission, Mike. <laughs> but I know I've seen them. They're actually quite rare. They're yeah. also quite expensive. Okay. Uh, but there'd be all sorts of odd medical and apothecary things in jars, old medical preparations. Because um, they're, they're brutal things that used to occur under the auspices of, of, uh, of medical treatment. A lot, uh, you know, the old joke about going back to medieval barbers who would you know do med- medical procedures. You have stuff along that line? Oh, yeah. My, my favorite medical stuff is the things that why we, people were afraid to go to the doctor. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the best stuff. You know? <laughs> sure, sure. Stuff you look at, you're like, nah, nah, I'll just, I'll suffer. Give us an <laughs> example of what, to your mind, is one of the more brutal things that uh, that were used quite commonly that did absolutely nothing but perhaps enlarge your sphincter. Well, they, they did have, uh, they also had a lot of electroshock things. They believed that electricity would get your blood pumping, but they had this one, it looks like a belt with this loop that you would uh, put around uh, the boys, if you will. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it would just send you shocks after shocks to try Aww. to vim and vigor, you know? Yeah, you, you want a little pep? Uh, yeah. Slap a couple of amperes yeah. through your nutsack. I think of Steve, do you remember uh, Little Shop of Horrors? Oh, yeah. When uh, he goes to the dentist, Bill Murray goes to the dentist, and there's all of that stuff laying out on the tray, just these bizarre medical devices. Yeah. I'm sure you can get things that are, that you, you this was used on a human being, you know? Oh, yeah. What, uh, what about yeah. actual, like, uh, uh, medical tables? Like, uh, you know, things of that nature? Because I, uh, Crispin Glover, is it Crispin Glover? Yeah. yeah uh, is, a, is a collector. Yeah, he is, actually. I do see things like, you know, embalming tables, medical tables, old Dentist chairs? Dentist chairs, gynecological chairs. They're big, though. That's the only thing. I usually don't carry them around because they're right. heavy and they're huge. But yeah. hey, I could get them if you're sure. you know, having a party <laughs> you or something. You know people, yeah. <laughs> What what uh, what department, if you will, um, sells the most? What's most popular with people who come to uh, the oddities? The Beanie Babies. Yeah. <laughs> it's the creepiest Beanie Baby you ever saw. Yeah. Um, it's really across the board. I yeah. mean, like even a lot of natural history stuff. A lot of um, you know people who do all sorts of crafty stuff. And, and like I said, but it's old and new stuff. I mean, it's across the board, but all kind of peculiar. I read there's uh, true crime uh, uh, products available as well. Would that be you know like bullets that were found in potties and things like that, or some of it is uh, people who deal in serial killer stuff. So okay. things like John Wayne Gacy paintings or letters from Eileen Warnos or things like that. Um, and actually, I'm working with a guy named James uh, Freeman of Freeman and Fugate Oddities out of Atlanta. He's he'll also brings he'll be bringing Ouija's, he'll be bringing uh, crime stuff and serial killer uh, murderabilia, as it's called. He'll have some stuff like there, that as there, well. There's a wow. big culture for that. Actually, a friend of mine years ago paid a lot of money to get a, a what was it? What was a, what was 
uh, Gacy's oh Pogo the Pogo clown. the clown yeah and uh, purchased one of those and we went him a couple grand and I'm like why do you want that but he wanted it those uh, go for a lot of money actually yeah uh, Mike and Megan are a guest Philadelphia Oddities Market is tomorrow from eleven to seven at uh, the Armory um, what in in your time of doing this what what crosses the line what what's like mm, that's that that's pushing the boundary a bit too far. Well, of course, legal. Uh, you yeah. know, have to be, always stay on the good side of legal. Like we, like the natural history stuff. There's a lot of animals that are protected and regulated. That stuff I steer clear from. Um, also, I personally don't deal in Nazi or serial killer stuff. But that's okay. just me. You okay, know, it's not my thing. How about uh, paleontology? Like uh, you know, dinosaur eggs and stuff like that. I mean, that's really high ticket stuff. But I actually just sold a hydrosaur egg. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was a beautiful one. Um, you know, Bill's had to, had, to, had to let that one go. But we do sometimes get other fossils and, um, you know, there's people with, uh, you know, some common stuff, but also some uncommon. I mean, I know one guy, I don't think he's going to be there, but he has actually like um, saber-toothed cat skulls. And, I mean, that stuff's available, deep, deep pockets, but it's it's out there. What would give us a, a guesstimation on the average going price for a saber-toothed skull? Um, for like a Smilodon or one of the bigger ones, you're even talking, a Frownodon. Yeah, yeah, that would work too. <laughs> yeah, um, you're talking like twenty grand in mup. You know, wow. twenty thirty grand for a really good specimen. <laughs> yeah, did Steve? Did you see there was a story I had? I don't know if I get a chance to get to it, but there uh, on eBay actually, a collector is selling a essentially it's a baby T Rex fossil <gasps> who he had found and legally owns and had given it to a museum, but apparently wants it back and wants to sell it. it's. On there for like two point five million or something wow. like that. Wow! Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of money out there for that. But, now you had mentioned that the tattoo convention, uh, and we know that uh, um, uh, you know our friend Troy puts that whole thing on, um, and they also have performers and things like that. Any of that at the Oddities Market, or is it mainly just selling products? This one we're not going to have. I've done okay. other events. We did one in Atlanta in February. We're going to do uh, another one we're announcing shortly. This one, there's really no stage at the Armory. Uh, but we sometimes will do events. We've had sideshow events, uh, performers. We've had stuff like that. This is a Amy Grant. Well, we're having the Oddities TV show reunion. So Mike and Evan from the show Oddities is going to be there. Laura Fluke, Edgar Oliver. So people oh, from the cool. show are going to be there. All right, all right. Excellent. So, so it, it is a fun sort of, you know, counterculture-ish. Um, yeah. But it, it, Oddities pretty much says it all, you know, and, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a broad I'm, umbrella. I'm always keeping my eye out for something different, you know, for people to go check yeah. out and do. And this would certainly fall under that umbrella. And guess what? It's five bucks. Admissions five dollars and kids twelve and under are free. So um, this is uh, it's going to be cheap, and uh, there might be something really cool that you like there, or you might walk in and go, "Oh my god, look at these freaks!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you never know. You or never both. Know. Yeah, yeah. Or well, both. And I'll buy that. You know, and, and this year's attendee maybe next year's exhibit. So there you go. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, tickets are sold the door cash only. By the way, so just a heads up: eleven a.m. to seven p.m. Uh, any websites or anything we need to point out for people who need to get information about this or your uh, businesses? Sure, on Facebook and Instagram under the Oddities Market, also Obscura and. Antiques and Oddities. You'll okay. find uh, information on both of those. One just quick oh. question, Professor. I know you're, yeah. you're wrapping it up. Uh, anything that is uh, said to be cursed? Usually ghosts are sold separately. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. right. So none of that care. stuff. All right. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. What is that giant thing you have? Uh, this one. Oh, why, thank you. Uh, <laughs> this is um, this is actually a walrus penis bone. Also well. called a baculum. Wow. <laughs> A walrus penis bone. Called a baculum. Bone in their penis. Indeed, a lot of animals do. Um, Actually, I know one dealer is bringing a huge (laughs) pile of raccoon penis bones. Those are delicious. Yeah. 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 How much does this thing cost? Uh, That's about four hundred, five hundred dollars item you got there. There you go. 
Well, it's, it's about the size. It, it's just Small. short of the size of a baseball Small bat. bat. Yeah, um, that's uh, quite interesting. But the raccoon ones are like five bucks. I mean, and it, okay. also same size, <laughs> a little smaller. Yeah. Wow, interesting. All right. Well, thank you, Mike thank and Megan. You. We appreciate you guys being here, and uh, good luck at the event tomorrow. Thank you. Let's thank hear you from guys. The Philadelphia Oddities Market, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., and it's at the Army Armory, 23rd Street Armory. So uh, go check that out. We're going to take a quick break. Return in a moment. We didn't get to the Bizarre File. Wait a minute. That was what? the Bizarre File. <laughs> yeah, right? uh, we'll have that and uh, trash the music news when we get back to them. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have not done the Bizarre File. I want to uh, relay some stories to you, so let's dive right in and do that now. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Just a couple stories for you this morning. Brought to you, by the way, by uh, God Shoals. Eat lighter with God Shoals. Real meat, real wood, smoked turkey bacon with up to 80% less fat than pork bacon. God Shoals turkey bacon, except no imitations. Well, let's see, a truck, this, all right, this is kind of a lengthy story. I'll do my best to shorten it. But a truck pulled up at Nick Mimo's house last month, bringing an unexpected delivery and a dilemma. The delivery was a $2,700, 86-inch flat screen TV that Mimo had not ordered. The dilemma, whether to keep it or to send it back. Yes. He said it was like winning a scratcher's ticket. I thought it was my turn to luck out on something in life. It soon became more complicated than that. In fairly short order, police would surround his house, take him to jail, and slap him with a felony larceny charge. I am so lucky. Uh, the case has been burning up the internet ever since. A moral Rorschach test of where blame belongs now. Even the law seems a little bit murky on this, but he is quite certain he didn't steal anything. He said, it's not like I ran out of Walmart. I didn't set out looking for this. Uh, the whole thing began uh, when he had used Amazon's click and pay feature to purchase a different TV, a 75-inch flat screen valued at about $1,200. But due to a paperwork error when a driver from a third-party delivered delivery service called Cape Cod Express arrived at his home, uh, he had two TVs. He had the 86-inch one as well that hadn't he hadn't ordered. And Mimo claims that he doesn't remember whether he was present when the delivery was made or whether he was the one who signed for it. Uh, so deliveries are constantly arriving at his home, he said. And even if he did sign for the packages, it's unlikely he examined them at the time. Even if he dropped 10 TVs at my door, he said, I wouldn't have noticed. Police dispute his account, saying that the driver identified Mimo in a photo lineup as the man who signed for it. One way or another, he said, though, that uh, he once he did realize a mistake, he poked around online to see if he could legally keep the television. Sure, they let you keep whatever you get. He didn't look around to see if he should return it no, or what. Can he I just, keep can it? Can I keep it? And on the Federal Trade Commission's website, he found a question and answer page that seemed to provide the answer he was looking for. It said, if you receive merchandise that you didn't order, you have a legal right to keep it as a free gift. Though Mimo didn't read the line correctly. However. It, it was advice intended for consumers who are victims of companies that send unsolicited merchandise and then demand payment. A, uh, a common scam. Oh. So he didn't read it right. And it also advises consumers to always start by trying to resolve your dispute, dispute with the company. Uh, but he said he he walked away feeling confident and confident. He said, I hung the TV on uh, on the wall with no fear in mind uh, because I didn't think I'd done anything wrong. Uh, well, anyhow, a few days later, a manager from, manager from the delivery company reported the issue to local police saying that the company had made repeated attempts to contact him. Uh, and had they? The calls went unanswered. They occasionally, um, they said a male would pick up, identify himself as Nicholas Sr. and promise to pass the message on to his son. 
Uh, Mimo denies this could have happened, saying that his father passed away years ago and that he never pretended to be him on the phone. Otherworldly. Uh, police, uh, eventually, they, they came by, they tried to get the TV, he said it wasn't anything wrong, he, he, and, and then he refused to get back in touch with them, so the police left, and then he was kind of ignoring them, well, they showed up with a bunch of cops, they put him in handcuffs, they arrested his ass, and they- I couldn't tr- hear you, I was watching TV. A $1,200, uh, larceny by false pretense charge, and a second charge of misleading a police officer, they removed the TV from the living room wall, and then they took him to jail, at the moment, Mimo says he was released from jail after a few hours and is looking for a lawyer to handle the case. If found guilty, he faces the prospect of up to 15 years in prison for the two charges. Uh, it seems as if he's probably in the wrong here. Yes. Uh, and the, uh, my guess is they did make an effort to contact him. And did when, when the delivery came, you said there were two TVs on the truck? Yeah. So if the other TV he, is probably his TV. Yeah, I don't know what he did with the other one. Yeah, there's there, if you had one of these or two of these, I know you don't usually use the laundry list defense when you're trying to make a case against someone, but it seems like there were efforts made to yeah. I think address he's, this. I think he's going to get in trouble. I don't think he's going to get 15 years in prison. Don't but. give him 15 years in prison. Give him a 32-inch set. <laughs> Listen, it's never a bad idea to let your lady know that she looks pretty. One South Texas woman asked her common-law husband if she looked pretty. You look so pretty. Local authorities said when he gave no response. <laughs> Local oh. authorities. She attacked him. Uh, Lizeth Ramirez initially told officers that uh, he assaulted and attempted to strangle her. Uh, but the man told a different story. The man told officers that he and Ramirez were at the movies when she asked him if she looked pretty. Claiming he couldn't hear her, the man did not respond. Shut up! I'm trying to hear what Thanos is saying. Apparently, this caused Ramirez to get agitated. And as they were driving home, she struck him several times. The man told officers, and when they got home, she continued hitting him and began pushing him. A relative who tried to get between the two was also struck. Uh, Ramirez was arrested. She's been charged with two counts of assault and family violence. Well, he is better in camp. You're lovely. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, then we'll just do one more story, and we'll wrap it up. Uh, let's end with this one. A Florida man. Uh, here we go. Says that he made a mistake after admitting to burying a friend in his backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Florida man, Florida man. Was uh, said friend dead? Officials, yeah. Officials with the Orange County Sheriff's Office said a body was found in Greg Palermo's backyard. Palermo said his friend, who stayed with him off and on, died of a heroin overdose at his home. Uh, Palermo said that he panicked because of a cop that was, quote, after him. And so later, just so you understand, there's a cop after me. And uh, later buried his body. He said, I buried him right here. Right uh, here. As he was standing in the backyard. Uh, Palermo said that he was honoring his friend's wish. He said he was, he jokingly said that morning while we were fishing that he wouldn't mind being buried in my backyard because it's so pretty. Wow, it worked out. Uh, police came to the property on a warrant to search his house for drugs. Palermo says officers believed he was making meth in his home, but he denies doing that. Uh, so they, they didn't come there for the dead guy. They came there because they thought this guy was making meth. Sure. However, it wasn't, a bonus. it wasn't long before Palermo told agents searching his home about the body. Uh, and how did then, that come up? And then he said, I did it. I made a poor choice. Should have called 911. No. And he goes, everybody said he was already dead, but I still tried to give him CPR for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a minute on, a minute off, a minute yeah. on. 
Uh, I was so, working some meth in the basement. I'm not sure that he's been arrested for this yet or not. So uh, we'll I think see. the question was posed a while ago about whether you on your property could bury. Yeah. But I, I don't. I don't and you, can. you can't do that. All right. It's yeah. frowned upon. Yeah. And there you Even go. Even if you're a very lucrative meth uh, lab yeah. owner. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. We're going to do the lesson question as well. We're moving right along with these things. Uh, and we are going to give away today four pack of tickets. Join Casey and Nick in the suite for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race at Dover International Speedway. That's on May 5th. Caitlyn Jenner, who likes scratching her balls, keeps around a big bowl of what? <laughs> to eat. Two one two one five two six three WMMR. We were talking about the, the Jenner and, and uh, Kardashian clan earlier this morning. Caitlyn Jenner, who likes scratching her balls, uh, keeps around a big bowl of what? Two one five two six three WMMR. You had to have been listening to know the answer to this. That's why we do it, and we're going to have you call in, and we will do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And Steve, what stories do you have for us this morning? Well, Wendy Williams hiring armed security guards to be on the set of the Wendy Williams Show as a strange husband, Kevin Hunter, clears out his offices. Williams says the move is standard after termination, but admits the shoot on-site order is not. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. Chris Brown telling Hollywood Life that he is still in love with his former girlfriend, Rihanna, and admits, he, and admits he's jealous of her relationship with a Saudi billionaire. Said Brown about Rihanna, quote, you really can't beat her. Oh, hey! Dude. And finally, despite not choosing to see his daughter Surrey for years, Tom Cruise did acknowledge her 13th birthday yesterday. Devoted Scientologist Cruz reportedly sent Siri a small L. Ron Hubbard statue with his arms wide open and a sign reading, I audit you this much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's the trash? That's all. That's all right. It. Thank you. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the question. Caitlyn Jenner, who likes scratching her balls, keeps around a big bowl of what? And I go to Drew for the answer. Good morning, Drew. Keep your nut low. What was that? Keep your nut low from uh, oh the oh, guy yeah. who was it I remember what? you got to keep your nut low gotta, who was it it was a comedian telling us that right story. yeah yeah oh, oh um he was talking about Alec Baldwin yes yeah gotta keep your nut low who's all real. right Drew do me a favor tell me what uh, Caitlin likes to keep around a bowl of what turkey legs turkey legs <laughs> yeah hang on a second Drew we'll get your information. And we're going to give you a pair of tickets to join Casey and Nick in the suite for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race, Dover International Speedway, May 5th. May 5th, and you can celebrate Dover International Speedway's 50th anniversary during race weekend, May 3rd through the 5th. And for tickets and information, visit doverspeedway.com. Let's do the music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by A.D. Moyer. A.D. Moyer Lumber is celebrating 80 years of supplying quality building materials and service. Four generations, one family, one commitment. Learn more at admoyer.com. So the band Hell Yeah has reportedly tapped Stone Sour's Roy Mayorga as the band's new drummer in the wake of Vinnie Paul Abbott's death last year. Uh, word of Mayorga's involvement with Hell Yeah gained strength after he had posted two Instagram photos of his new drum setup, which was deemed by some fans to be very Vinnie Paul-like. Uh, Stone Sour, by the way, is likely to be inactive uh, for much of the next couple of years uh, because uh, Corey Taylor focuses on the next album, Tour Cycle, uh, from Slipknot, which 
would leave Mayorga more room to uh, take the gig with Hell Yeah. So mm. it makes sense that uh, he's going to be doing that. Ozzy Osbourne and the other members of Black Sabbath have shared a few thoughts on their history and background in a video trailer for Home of Metal Black Sabbath 50 Years, which is an exhibition that's going to open to the public June 26th and run through September 29th, and it will be at the Birmingham Museum and Art Gallery. This is Birmingham, England, where those guys are all from. Uh, With the full support of the original founders of Sabbath, the exhibition will detail the history of the band, their emergence from Birmingham, England, and their legacy as the pioneers of heavy metal in a show that will celebrate their significant contribution to British music heritage and their unique rela- relationship to their fans. Uh, in the video, Ozzy speaks of his pride in Birmingham and the roots that he has there, saying, Whatever people think about me, and I don't get a chance to go and see Birmingham very often, I've never ever tried to hide my accent, and I've never denied that I'm from Birmingham. I'm just a guy from Birmingham who's been blessed to have had such dedicated fans throughout my career. And <laughs> people uh, can distinguish an accent? <laughs> you're right. Uh, oh, Birmingham, right? Uh, Tony Iommi, Geezer Butler, and Bill Ward add their thoughts in the video as well. And just one more story. Uh, Jason Bonham posted a large public apology to Jimmy Page on his official jasonbonham.net website earlier this month. Uh, Bonham had revealed that uh, Page had introduced him to cocaine, Mm. uh, saying, yeah, we got called to his room. I was 16 at this point, and there was a woman on the floor with a collar on meowing, and he had this grinder thing, and he turned it over and went, here you go. And I went, thanks. And he's like, you've done this before, right? And I'm like, yeah, of course I have. Uh, So he handed it over, and I just did all of it, and he went, just like your father. You know, that was supposed to be for all of us. Now... He has retracted that and said, I made certain untrue and derogatory statements concerning Mr. James Page. He told a fib? I unconditionally retract all derogatory and defamatory comments relating to Mr. Page that I made in the interview. He introduced me to mudding instead. In particular, it is wholly untrue that Mr. Page offered me any illegal substance either when I was a minor or at all. I apologize to Mr. Page unreservedly. For making these unfounded and untrue comments about him, blah de blah blah blah. Mm. Uh, so he has taken that all back. I wonder if uh, he just took it upon himself to do that, or if Jimmy Page sort of insisted that he do that. That's a good question. Uh, so on May 10th, by the way, uh, Jason Bonham is busy with The Circle. That's a band that features Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony, and also guitarist Vic Johnson. They will release their first album of all original material titled Space Between. Interesting. That's the stories I got for you this morning, friends. All right, we are going to take ourselves a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get ready to wrap up the whole thing. Don't forget that Pierre, uh, today broadcasting live from Ardmore Music Hall. Yeah. Pierre presents Cage the Elephant. So uh, I don't know if they'll have the broadcast capabilities ready. To, we'll be able to talk to him yet, but that is coming up on Pierre's show. We'll return in just a moment. Activate. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything. That rocks. On a Friday morning. Fridays mean we give away our Word of the Week prize. We're going to do that in a moment. Uh, You'll want to hear what the letter is. Hopefully it makes a word. We'll find out in a moment. (laughs) (laughs) I'll explain. (laughs) I'll explain. But not before I thank our guests who have been on the show today. What a great day today. I want to thank the driver of Bro Dozer. Colt Stevens for being here this morning, and Monster Jam is tomorrow at the link, rain or shine. He said they'll have it ready to go, man. Monsterjam.com. He was a nice guy. He was, man, and he lives for that stuff. And the, Bro-dozer. And the vehicle, the monster truck, does a double backflip. It's 
It's crazy. Do do me a favor today. Try to do that in your car and okay. see how successful yeah. you yeah. are. Good luck with that. Good idea. How about Jim Brewer? Yay! Yay! Brewer's great. We had an awesome conversation with him. We, ne- we had never heard of Mudden before. Now, and now we're scarred. We know. Uh, he is at the Hard Rock in Atlantic City, and he's got two shows, Friday, Saturday night. Uh, tickets on sale now, Ticketmaster.com. Get them now. Also, Alonzo Bowden, who yeah. uh, he and Jim are friends. And Alonzo is playing at Helium uh, in Philly tonight and tomorrow, and he's such a nice guy. He is. a great guy. Uh, and thank you also to Mike and Megan, who came by from the Philadelphia Oddities yeah. Market. Another interesting thing that's taking place in Philadelphia, the 23rd Street Armory, tomorrow from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. So it was great having those guys by. And, and... I think, Preston, if you have a, a loved one that's been missing for a while, go down to the show and see if you can identify them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Robin Lee is here. Hey, Robin hey. Lee. Hey. That's why I made the crack about. Oh, I know why you did it. <laughs> okay. <all right. laughs> Was it A as in bear? Thank was it? You. I'm never, ever going to live that down. A as, as in bear. bear. Uh, so I tell you what, we'll go ahead and get a letter from you. you, you do you have a letter? I do. Okay, well, let's do this. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Y, as in yo. Yeah, yo. All nice. right. That's perfect. Uh, color seven, we're going to take this time. 215-263-WMMR and see if you know... Uh, the word of the week, which leads to, of course, a prize that we have. So call right now, 215-263-WMMR. So are we doing a tag team with Pierre today? Is that why you're... Uh... I'm hoping so. Okay. I'm hoping he checks in. In fact, I just got a note that he's ready to go. Oh. So we can actually check in with him now. Do it. But you're going to be running the mothership back here. Yes. And sending it off to him. You'll be like Sonny and Cher. It'll be awesome. <laughs> just like that. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me see if I got him. Pierre, you there? Uh, Sonny and Cher. Sonny yeah. here. Yeah. Hey, Sonny's there. Hey, Sonny. You're Cher. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, maybe. Um, and Cher is in town tomorrow night, too. So wow. there it is. That's Cher perfect. Cher is playing at the big joint tomorrow. Um yeah, um, Robin will uh, hold down the fort, and uh, I'll have an occasional report uh, from the Ardmore Music Hall. Yeah, I can um, hear them uh, sound checking in the background, right? Yeah, the endless toot, 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 Yeah. Dot, dot. Uh, more monitors on seven, please. Well, no, for for no. those who who may not know, because I didn't set this up before I went to you, and, and if they haven't been listening this morning, Pierre is at your Ardmore Music Hall, and uh, KG Elephant's performing there today. That is correct. Uh, we're going to have a Pierre Presents here. We have uh, given away tons of tickets, so we expect a really nice... And Lost there he him. goes. He must have, I bet you he tripped over a while. It may probably. have happened. He probably unplugged the whole thing. All right, well, he's... <laughs> no work on it. No figure it out. There's a huge crowd out front, by the way. Is there? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's like when Sonny skied he's into back. a tree. Remember, it uh, killed him. Yeah. Oh, hey, Pierre. Yes, yes. Now we got you. We lost you. We lost you for a while. Oh, did we go away? Did you know that? I didn't know that. Oh, oh you must have thought we were rudely talking over you. <laughs> so yeah. well, you I just kept rambling great. on, uh, and uh, which is what I always do, whether there's anyone there or not. Yeah. 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 No. 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 Maybe. 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 That's how Steve tests the microphones. Well, that's, a, that's a good thing. Um, do you, do you want to just get uh, the winner and then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll uh, let you go and Robin can Sure. Hey, sure. Have a great time today, Pierre. I think we've got, I'll check in with her again. We've got a word coming up soon, but um, who knows? Anyway. Uh, no. Uh, no, hang on, hang on. Actually, you don't, Pierre. We're not doing that today. 
We're not doing... Oh, right. We don't have yep. a word. Good. Yep. We don't have right. the uh, uh, go find yourself part yeah. two. Right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to... Pierre, we already did it. You already got the winner? The, oh, the letter. We got the, the letter. letter. We got no, I said the winner. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, no, he was saying. When he said word, I thought he meant the go fund yourself. Oh, okay. Uh, we already did the letter for the word of the week with uh, Robin, so we're good to go there. I just meant if you wanted to get a person and have me confirm that that's oh, the word. Yeah. Let's do yeah, that. Let's do if, that. Uh, All right. That'll feed into my headphones. Here. All right. I'm going to go to Alan, and uh, let's see if Alan can, uh, if Pierre can hear Alan. Hey, Alan, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Pierre, did you hear that? I heard Alan. All right. So, Alan, if you can give us the word of the week prize, uh, if you can give us the word of the week, we can give you the prize. What is the word, sir? Wacky. Cage the elephant. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely correct. All right. Alan. Alan. We've got a prize for you. We have a pair of tickets to the Jim Brewer Residency tomorrow. And by the way, that's at 420. I didn't even mention that while Brewer was here. Yeah. Uh, at Soundwaves at Hard Rock Hotel Casino, Jim's new home in Atlantic City. We're also going to give you a room for the night and a $100 food voucher. All right, buddy? That's fantastic. All right. Well, hang on. We'll get your information. You will be good to go. Uh, Don't forget, uh, he's got shows uh, tonight and tomorrow. And tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster.com with uh, more dates to be announced soon. So there we go. So, Pierre. Yes. We'll uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up with you. What? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. We'll let you go. And uh, Yeah. Have a good weekend you and too, happy man. 420 day tomorrow. And uh, we'll check in with Robin in a little bit. Awesome. Cool, buddy. All right, there you go. Pierre, we're getting ready for the Cage the Elephant uh, Pierre Presents, which is a really cool thing. And then later on today, they'll be at FYE Philadelphia Mills Mall, 4 o'clock, uh, doing an appearance if you want to stop by and see them. Case, you've got an event tomorrow. I do. So speaking of appearances, I will be at French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville. Uh, and I'm going to be there from noon to 2 tomorrow. Uh, we do these virgin events, right? So we did gun virgins. Uh, I did archery. archery yeah, 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 archery virgins. So, um, and those were always invite only. Uh, this is actually open to the public. So, and it's for fishing virgins. So, if you um, have never gone fishing, or let's say fly fishing, because I've never done fly fishing, please come out. There'll be some demonstrations. Uh, I'll be there from noon to two at French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville. It's a cool place. It really is. It's it huge. Really is awesome. But uh, you know, aside uh, from you know doing some demonstrations and learning how to fish, uh, we're also going to have some prizes there, uh, including a free fishing rod, uh, French Creek gift cards, a one year PA state fishing license, uh, MMR merch. We've got Got concert tickets like Dave Matthews Band. 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 <laughs> He's so rad. Um, this is going to be an awesome concert. And uh, Adam Sandler, Third Eye Blind. Uh, all the information is at WMMR.com. Excellent. Uh, Robin. Yeah. What do you got going on besides talking to Pierre today? I have the Workforce Blocks, Nirvana, Tom Petty, and I have Cage the Elephant. Oh. People who are not there. Okay. So that you can get a taste of it yes. regardless. Yes. Love it. All right. Thank you so much, Robin. And I want to thank our sponsors, too. The Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also, Godshall's Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon with 80% less fat than pork bacon. And also, Mealy's Furniture, just what you're looking for. Okay, so next week on the program, we have a few cool things going on. Uh, Camille Nanjiani will be in the studio. We also have Ice Cube's son, who is O'Shea Jackson, who's yes. going to be in our studio. And then... 
Not unlike where we had uh, Cindy Williams and uh, Mindy Kahn by next week in our studio, Hal Linden. Wow. <laughs> Barney Miller himself. I love guests like yeah, that. So do I. So I can't wait to have him in our studio next week. It's going to be so cool. All right, that is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great weekend. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are the best. Bye-bye. Reston and Steve. Love you. Hate you. Live. You guys are nuts. Let's go to dick and smell some balls. Next message. Hi, Brodozer. Who the f*** has off on Good Friday anymore? Privilege. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com.